Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of Good, Good Day, Day, Mate. That's why Australian, John? Because I just like to steamroll you with my bad accents. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off this episode um, just catching up with each other. I talk about a little Halloween beer pong I played. Yeah. Can't drink, but apparently he's got game. <laughs> uh, and I talk about this amazing season of Walking Dead and also the nature of spoilers. Yeah. Actually, this episode is pretty loaded. So guys, strap in. We talk about a million and one things um, one of which is the shit that we read from you guys yep. that gave us plenty to talk about um, we read a review as well as some comments that I personally loved quite a bit <laughs> you want to stick around for that one trust me J-O-N J-O-N that's how you that's spell, how spell it. it that's how you spell it that's how you spell <laughs> it in good hangland we also talked about uh, a little conversation I got to a friend of the show about Straight Outta Compton and on the nature of Dr. Dre beating women and why wasn't it in the movie Always fascinating. And the nature of storytelling. Oh, geez. That's, it gets heavy. Uh, but we lighten up a little bit by playing a little bit of a game. Yeah. And so this week is my turn of the game, and we're going to play Greater Than, Less Than, the game where you have to figure out which number is higher. We've played it before. Trust me, guys, it's fun. Yeah, play along. And if you think that my games were hard, fuck this game. <laughs> yeah, play along. <laughs> tweet us your scores. if you. Um, and, and we go by the honor system, so tweet us your honor scores, and if you beat John, or if you, yeah, if you beat John, then... I will clap for you. He will clap will applaud twice you. for you. <laughs> In the news this week, Snapchat updates their terms of use. Yeah. Maybe not so smart to send those dick pics now, guys. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Pussy pics. Why don't they just say pussy pics? It's alliteration for ladies. True that. Pussy pics. As opposed to vag. I can't think of a synonym for pictures that starts with V. I don't, yeah, I don't think a lot of things start with V. Vagina victors. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Vagina victors. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. we also talked about, like we said last week, we got into the city harvesting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just a warning: we do play a little bit of the song, uh, the Sun. What's her name? Sun Ho. Sun Ho. Sun Ho song, China Wine. So, if you like your ears to not bleed, look out for that coming look up. Out for that, please. Uh, we also talk about the recent WHO study of processed meat. And don't how you, it gives you cancer. Don't you fuckers take my bacon. I will go to war over bacon. He, he will. He I'm like will. a reverse jihadist in that idea. <laughs> 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 ah, favorite thing this week was favorite candy bars. Yum, 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 mm. yum, 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 Haven't had a proper food talk in a while. Yeah, I thought we'd bring it back, you know, just in light of Halloween and the sugar coma that we should be in right now. <gasps> so, guys... What do you think of this episode? What do you think about life in general? What is your favorite candy bar? Tweet at us. Messages on Facebook, on our website. You can call me at, you know, 1-800-CALL-JOHN. Five-five-five. Alright, you guys have a wonderful week. I'm off to China, so hopefully I am alive. You have to say it like jo- Donald Trump. China. 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 Anyway. You guys have a wonderful time. Take care of each other. Um, I love you back. Have a great hang. Listen to episode 24 coming right now. Hugs and kisses, XOXO. Right now. Hugs. Starting right now. And X's. Well, it can't start if you keep saying letters of the alphabet, Nathan. Right now. Oh, fucking steam ahead. Let's do this. I know there's a picture of a horse having sex on my screen. Yeah, making love, you might want to say. Ignore that. Ignore that. I can't ignore it. It's right in front of me. (laughs)
Um, it's, it's from an email that I sent somebody recently. Um, I've been doing this new thing where if I send an email of importance to a friend, mm-hmm. um, not, not a business associate, specifically a friend, if it's like an important document, something to sign, I'll make sure to attach, um, a disgusting or just weird picture to it. So I know when they see it, cause they're going to respond to it, of course, or if they open it in public, they have to like, you know, either cover up their screen or be super awkward and explain <laughs> it to people. So this email is a, it's a, it's a, that's, oh wow. The attachment is like a song mix uh-huh. that I had to send someone for approval. And the picture is two horses having sex. Just a beautiful blue sky and a couple, a mare and a, <laughs> yeah. is mare, is mare a female horse or a male horse? Which one's a mare? Mare f- sounds more female. Female, right? And yeah, a colt. I think. Is colt? Colt sounds very male. It's young. That's a young horse, though. A colt. Either way. Colt for that. That horse is known for it. Yeah, but, um, but it works. You know, the moment I sent it, like, um, half an hour later, I got the reply saying, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, you got my email. Cool. It could be in reference to the song, though. It could be really bad. Oh, that's true. What the fuck is this song mix you made, Nathan? <laughs> that sounds terrible. BTW. Great picture. <laughs> BT dubs. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, dude, how was your Halloween? It was okay. Pretty nondescript. I d- didn't really do anything. Yeah. I stayed in reading some of the creepy pastas. All the creepy pastas. Dude, those things, I can't read too many of those. It's bad for your soul. Yeah. I was doing that, but, like, I mean, they were entertaining. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> but I, I was reading creepy pastas and listening, uh, not listening to you, watching the um, YouTube stuff on the worst uh 4chan things ever oh dude that's yeah, like that's are, a that's a tricky rabbit hole to go down soul crushing halloween like i i um I, I mentioned that in the halloween episode so mm-hmm. how many episodes is that ago one last episode <laughs> yes last episode sorry halloween. A, a little bit a little bit time warped here indeed but um geez yeah those videos they have so many they have like channels dedicated to just like creepiest 4chan posts creepiest um yep uh creepiest forum posts on whatever nonsense or creepiest creepypastas or creepiest ghost caught on tape they have channels dedicated just for those things and man like you can take anybody and just like get them to go down that rabbit hole and they'll come out believing that there's a ghost standing right outside their door <laughs> Jeez, because like, I remember seeing one. Um, I saw one pretty recently of, um, uh, it was titled like Ghost Spotted in Bar in Singapore. Uh. And that fascinated me because you don't see too many come up from Singapore, right? No. And this was like a YouTube clip of uh, CCTV um, inside a bar somewhere in Chinatown. Uh, so that's creepy, first of all. You know, we should go there. Chinatown, not a good spot for, um, uh, you know, just, just when, when you tell me Chinatown Shop House, I think that could be like the place where a ghost lives. Um, and the video was just the guys at the bar with the bartender and the next second, an empty chair tips over. Uh-huh. And then after the chair tips over, they like, they like go, Oh, what the hell just happened? Then they all go towards the chair. They look at it and go like, Oh, what is that? Like, who did that? Was it a gust of wind? They're just looking at it, looking around to see if like, um, there's any like, uh, loose, uh, magnets. Is there magnets? <laughs> no, they're like looking for like, Oh, is, is one of our, one of the legs uneven or something yeah, yeah, yeah. as they're inspecting the chair. So there's three people in an empty bar. Cause it's after hours. I think three people, three people expecting in <laughs> words, three people inspecting the chair. And all of a sudden you see this small little figure. It's almost like, um, imagine like the size of a newborn. Oh my god. Just run behind them. Oh my god. Just run behind them across the across the room. And I'm like, holy shit. I really hope that was fake because it's an easy enough thing to fake. So please be fake. Because I 
I mean, I don't really go out to bars that often, but yeah. I just don't want to run God, into ghosts. As if babies and newborns weren't scary enough. I just don't want to run into any ghosts in Chinatown, man. What about in Little India? You don't mind seeing a ghost in Little India? I don't see a ghost anywhere in Singapore. I Have you have you ever had like a ghost sighting? Well, okay. Um, apparently, my grandma... Um, Who is Filipino? She's Filipino. Uh, in the Philippines, usually, if you're the grandparents, will stay with one of their kids, right? Mm. But then I don't know why. She was staying with my aunt for a while, and then for a, eventually they were like, "Oh, let's get her own little condo so she can have a little independence or whatever." And apparently, there was like a ghost haunting that apartment she was in. Mm. Like I didn't see it personally, but like apparently there was like stuff flying across the room and, and things shattering stuff of that nature jeez like poltergeist yeah like poltergeist apparently some of my relatives saw it but i didn't see it myself and i went there to visit and i was like come on ghost come out i want to see you and then they <laughs> the ghost, good idea yeah the ghost wouldn't throw stuff around for me so i don't know man i still remain how old skeptical. are you not too yeah not too young like i was like 16 17 Older guys don't like chubby teenagers. Man. I guess so. <laughs> Fucking racists. Racists. They don't like chubby Filipino boys. Yeah. Not for them. Not for me. And no one likes chubby Filipino boys. Eh, specific sex of people, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen a ghost before. Ooh, rattling, rattling, rattling. Sorry, things moving around inside the room. Um, yeah, I've never seen a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> I've never seen a ghost before. Um, but. I have heard insane stories coming mm-hmm. out, mostly like a lot from the Chinatown region, because the Chinatown region was where most of our forefathers stayed back during the colonial rule, right? And uh, during World War One, World War sorry, World War Two, uh, during the Japanese occupation, a lot of the the migrants were living there. A lot of people died there. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the it's like ground zero for a lot of ghost stories. And I remember um, hearing these terrifying ghost stories about. A studio that used to be there, um, a local studio called Snakeweed Studios, like a music studio, like a recording studio. A recording yes, studio, yeah. they used to be located around the Chinatown area, and it was legitimately haunted, like mm-hmm. without a doubt. Because I've heard way too many stories from too many different people, unless it's some kind of elaborate hoax. Like it has to be true. Well, there's like the whole thing of like the power of suggestion and mm-hmm. people wanting it to be true. Mm-hmm. True and that. Like... True that. You'll you'll see what you want to see. Exactly. But like one of the people. One of the many people that told me the story was um, this uh, uh, um, local musician and friend of ours uh, in Chua. Oh. Yeah. And um, fun fact, guys, we recorded an episode with her. Yeah. We recorded an episode with her sometime last week. Uh, Some of you joined us on Periscope. And she will be on the next episode. So after this episode, the next one's going to be Inch Chua. The Inchcast. The Inch, the pod kinch. The Inchcast. It's like when you you sprain your, your pinky. You had an inch cast. You were an inch cast. Yeah, but we yeah, had so a So she saw a ghost? She saw... A, I mean, I, I come to think of it in retrospect, because we already did that interview. I wish I asked her about it. Yeah, yeah it's too late, eh? Yeah, because... But she's an interesting enough person where there was more than enough to talk about. Yep. It was a really cool conversation. We didn't get into any ghosts, so if that scares you in any way, no worries, okay? No ghost talk with inch. <laughs> Just inch talk, no ghost talk. Yeah, but that's next week. Yeah. That's next week. Anyway! <laughs> Hello there, guys. Welcome to episode 24 Ooh. of Good Hang. How is everybody? How is everybody? If this episode uh, this this episode was a TV show, it would be starring Jack Bauer. Kiefer Sutherland Union. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. I think in his later 25. life, Kiefer Sutherland just became Jack Bauer. He just is Jack Bauer. He 24 was one of the first proper TV shows I watched. 
and I loved it so much. Like, I kind of stumbled into it. I started, I think, in the third season. Uh huh. So till today, till this day, I've never seen season one's and seasons one and two. Oh, seasons one and two are arguably the best. Yeah. Yeah. People say three and four were the best, but I don't know. Like I started kind of late. Um, but I, I, I watched from three onwards and I didn't stop till the end. Even, even live another day. I watched that as well. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's the one in London, right? Yeah. Is it it's, good? It's, it's something. Is it 24 hours? Is it 12 hours? 12 hours. It's half a day. It's half a day. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it, it's, it's sped up <laughs> or something. I don't know. But it was a, it was, it was such an iconic show because I think they were one of the first few shows on network television to bring like proper, high budget action to mm. the screen you know mm. they have proper explosions and all that stuff john yeah, i yeah. see you trying to drink very like gingerly i was like trying to put it away because there's ice yeah i know what, what it, is this drink you made us it's delicious in, by the way in retrospect i shouldn't have put ice cubes in the cup that i just but gave it's very you. refreshing <laughs> trying to drink it very gingerly ironically enough it is it's ginger it's, it's ginger, ginger ale Ah. Ginger ale with lemon juice and some coconut water. It is delicious. Yeah. I usually add a bit of whiskey for a kick, but you know. That would be even more delicious. I mean, I just, I I don't want to get tipsy. Yeah. During the span of this podcast. Plus you're a lightweight too. You'd be I'm like out after yeah. one of those. Do you think we should ever do a podcast inebriated? I think so. Maybe as a bonus episode. Right? Like we should like film us doing like five shots and then record. Oh no. Just see what happens. See, it, like if you take five shots, I think I should only take like one and a half yeah if i if i if i take five shots i should actually take like maybe like seven or eight shots. yeah if we want to be proper drunk if we want to be like as drunk as they get on drunk history oh see i'm kind of down for that just because of entertainment value mm-hmm. i do not want to encourage underage drinking i know a lot of our um, listeners are below 18 i don't want to encourage underage drinking but i do want to encourage good entertainment value yeah um, <laughs> tough tough call <laughs> Um, I just don't know if I'm entertaining inebriated. I think I'm, if anything, I am less entertaining. Right. I am a bit stumbly, I'm stumbly more so with my words and I just can't form coherent sentences. Yeah. Well, as long as we do, like, maybe we should do like, um, a segmentless episode. So we're not like, what are we talking about now? Just talk <laughs> Where about are what we? ever comes to mind. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> anyway, John. Um, I looked up some fun facts about 24 just for fun. Ooh. And I wanted to, you know, this is going to be a very fact-filled episode. You'll see why later. Oh, dear. But I'm going to try to recite as many facts about 24 in one breath. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Warming up. It's one breath. Warming up. Okay. There are no facts in that breath. Just do the... Huh. Huh. I really want to see. Count, count the number of facts. Ready? Ready. Go. There are 24 cycles in the Chinese solar year. There are One. 24 books in the Hebrew Bible. Two. 24 is the number of bits a computer needs Three. in order to accurately represent the true color images. 24 is the number of major Four. and minor keys in Western total music. 24 is a TV series in the United States. Five. Video is commonly has 24 frame, video frame bit rate. Estonian Independence Day is celebrated Six. every 24th of February. Seven. Kobe Bryant is 24th in New Jersey. 24, uh, the 24th century will start on 1923-01 and end in December 31st. Two, four, zero, 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 leap year. And a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. Nine and a half, X. All about the number 24. And there are 24 ribs in the human body. Okay. Except, for, except for a woman. They have 23. Really? Yeah. I feel like I should have known that, but I don't know why I don't know that. The tw- the, like, I think that's kind of how ribs, the whole... Floating ribs. Yeah. yeah. Men have 24, women have 23. Because of Adam. Because of Adam and Adam Eve. Adam and Eve. Because of science. Wait, wait. If that's the case, then shouldn't we have less ribs than a woman? Oh, sorry. My bad. Yes. Men have 23 and women have 24 or something like that. It's we have one less rib because you women, you took it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, ladies of the world. Thanks a lot. Ruining my life. 
typical women just taking they just take ribs. And they take and they take and they're... You and your rib taking. I love ribs. You like ribs? I am. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, You're a bit mad on ribs. No, when it comes to just like like dedicated meat dishes, mm-hmm. you know, like ribs, steak. I can't think of any more. Chicken tartar yeah or, or like no no i, I mean like dedicated meat dishes or yeah so like a Pigeon. whole a whole roast chicken yeah something like that like i never really crave that because mm. i'm a bit of like a carb whore so like i always need something to accompany it so it's always yeah. like you know burgers or like noodles with chicken or like you know beef noodles things like that like so like I, you want it incorporated in one dish yeah, you don't yeah, want like kinda, side dishes no i mean I, I would eat it and super down and all that it's just that like if say i were to seek out a meal myself uh-huh it would always be like a noodle dish or a rice dish or a sandwich as opposed to like, oh, I'm craving a steak. I never crave steak. Oh, but, I, yeah. I always crave steak. But I was going to say, it was actually kind of interesting because growing up in an Asian household, you're like that. You're, you need to have like your carb and your yeah, meat in like one bite, right? Yeah, man. So like I was sleeping over at a friend's house when I was like way young, like when I was like 10 or 11. And they were serving their white family, typical white family. And they were like, oh, here's breakfast, scrambled eggs and toast. I was like, cool. And I put the eggs on the toast and bit it in one bite. And they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Actually, the parents were a little bit more tactful. My friend, though, was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What you doing? Come on. I'm like, what? It tastes better this way. Um, it's it's so much better. Like, I realized because um, when I was studying in the U.S., like a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm swearing off carbs this next two weeks. And for them, it's so much easier because carbs are not like... Um, a super crucial part of their diet. Like, to them, carbs mostly comes in the form of bread. And, you know, to have a lack of bread is not, like, detrimental to anything. But for Asians, it's so much harder because to give up carbs means to give up rice and noodles. And that's fucking everything in life. Yep. That's everything in life. I I don't even think it's, like, a a, a regional thing. It's super hard for everyone to give up carbs because carbs are delicious. And and that they taste like nothing. It's easier for Americans because it's easier to take bread out. Italians, it's hard for them to give up carbs as well. I realize that. But, like, I have so many American friends that I'm going to give up carbs for the week. And it's so easy because, like, so much of, like, their usual diet doesn't really... Oh, it's not like interwoven. Yeah, it's exactly. like okay, I'm just not going to have the potatoes. I'm just going to exactly, have the meat exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But for Asians, it's more like oh, I just I can't. I have can't my have favorite anything. Beef noodle soup. There's nothing I can have. I need to eat like a white person. Ugh. Ugh. Like a guai lao. Guai lao. Ang mo. Ang mo. Other words for haoli. Gaijin. Gaijin. How do you say haoli? Yeah, that's 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 a, that's like Hawaiian. Like H O W L I E. Something like that. Yeah, it's like a mainlander. Like get out of your haoli. Hmm. I'm a Lolo. You a Howley. You learned something new today, guys. Yeah. There's still a picture of two horses having sex in front of us. I need to change that right now. You know, now. you look at a picture every once in a while, you think sometimes it's like moving a little bit. Like <laughs> it, maybe it's like a secret uh, gif. I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. Insertion. Been, since the start of this podcast, we've been looking at the same picture of two horses. Yeah, we're going to put that in the show now. notes. <laughs> Let's see what we were seeing. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, nah, weird. Okay. Um, I'm going to open a new window. Awesome. <laughs> all righty, man. What you been up to? When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Well, this week, okay, so I've been starting to think about this segment more and more, and I kind of want to, like, make this, I want to split, from now on, I kind of want to make my what I've been up to kind of, like, unless there's something really particularly special that happens, I want to split it into, like, media I've consumed and thoughts I've had on said media, right? Mm. So this week... I've been watching The Walking Dead, the latest mm. season. Wait, John, 
what you're doing seems almost like a extension of our old segment that we've kind of slowly pushed away. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Check this shit out. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. But that's because I just consume so much media. Now that yeah, TV yeah, shows yeah. are back, I, I just I just find like when I watch something, it makes me think of stuff. So I'm assuming mm. I'm watching good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But so, to, but all to all you old listeners out there, you guys remember that segment? That was a fun one. Remember, remember that theme song we had for that segment? Oh no. Yeah, the one that went like. Check, Check this, this shit out. There's so many things in the world to, to check out. So if you want to be my friend, you, you will read books and watch a show or me. Yeah, I went like that. Yeah. God, I did not miss doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good times, good times. So, season six of Walking Dead has been kicking some ass lately. Mm. So, we're recording on Sunday. That means the new ep- episode four, the new episode, the 90-minute episode comes out tomorrow. So, mm. none of that. But, um, and I guess, okay, I'm not going to get into too much because I don't want to talk about spoilers. And yet, ironically... What I do want to talk about is the nature of spoilers. But anyway, but first of all, Nathan, you're caught up on Walking Dead, right? Up this episode. I am completely three. caught up with Walking Dead, and this season has been phenomenal. It's been so... We're three episodes in, and it's been <laughs> phenomenal. It's, this is probably, like, the fastest it's gone to, like, the peak of people just going insane. Because yeah. ah, it usually ah. takes until either the mid-season finale or the penultimate um, mm-hmm. episode before the, the season finale for people to start going like, Oh my god, what's going to happen to this guy? What's going to happen to this guy? This one is literally, like, episode one. It's like, holy shit, what's going to happen to this guy? Yep. Episode two, holy shit, what's going to happen to this, this guy? This just hit the gun. I mean, the first episode, which was also a 90-minute episode, was a bit slow and a bit black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that, though. Black and white? Yeah, because it, they're kind of, like, paying homage to the comic. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, it's been so good. So, like, guys, if you've... I've, I've heard of a couple people who are like, oh, yeah, I used to watch Walking Dead. Um, get out of that and watch season six. It's awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Now, this is where I'm going to get into slightly, slightly spoilery territory. So, if you're particularly sensitive, just skip ahead. That's a spoiler alert warning bell. Yeah. that Nathan installed in here. It's yeah. great. Um, uh, so yeah, so there's been a lot of talk on the internet about like craziness, who's died, a main character has appeared to have died. Um, and yeah, and I just, it's interesting. Okay, so I go, go just to go back a little bit, that's got me thinking about the nature of spoilers. Uh, in after, after the second episode, I posted this little tweet. I was just like, uh, Carol is the John Wick of Walking Dead. Uh-huh. And if you don't know Keanu who John Reeves. Wick is, yeah, it's Keanu Reeves in the most badass. She's the Keanu assassin. Reeves of the zombie world. Yeah, but like, like John Wick is so badass that John Wick would beat Neo in a fight. That's how badass John Wick is, and agreed, more realistic, agreed, right? Agreed. And like, people were like, my friends at work were like, "Man, I was, I got really pissed because you almost spoiled something." I'm like, "Did I? Did I really spoil something?" And that's the thing is that I'm very sensitive to spoilers too. Yeah. Like, if people spoil anything for any of my favorite shows on Facebook or whatever, I will unfollow them out of there. <laughs> Thanks, but I, no thanks. I'm trying to think like how that sentence is spoilery. Okay, the only way I would think it's spoilery is that oh, so Carol does something cool this episode. Yeah, like that is not much of a spoiler. Like you know, Carol has become like a major character yeah. in the show, and when she appears, she's probably going to do something that's pretty impressive. And that's just- why my friend said almost spoiler. I think I also said that episode two was amazing, but you know, it was right. So it's like yeah, so that got me thinking. It's just like because there are people in life who are like 
spoiler like I, I almost think of it as like spoiler rating people like some people who are like super sensitive spoilers are fine and then the other end of the spectrum are like people who like don't give enjoy a shit. spoiling not even don't give a shit they enjoy spoiling benjamin king enjoys spoiling he, he, himself though i don't fucking understand he's a weirdo that, that way I don't fucking understand it like he will watch a show and read it like the wikipedia summary. at the same like, time like the summary to find out what's gonna happen next i'm like what, what, why why Ben? It's so weird. Anyway, I mean, to each his own. But at least he doesn't spoil it for other people. Because <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, when yeah. we're having dinner the other night, he was like, "Oh my god, I want to spoil this for you guys." But I'm like, "Cool your jets, yeah. uh, Sam Williman. Cool your jets. Cool your jets." Yeah. But like, for, there are some people I know who like enjoy spoiling others, and to those people, I say you should oh, die multiple no. times. How is that a nice thing to do? Like this one time, I was at work. I was like watching a Manchester United match that I had downloaded, and there was like, I was like, this guy came up to me, he's like, oh, oh, this from last night is it? I was like, yeah, I downloaded it. He's like, oh, you don't know what the score was? I'm like, no, no, it's just started. I'm only 50 minutes in. Oh yeah, it's two one uh, Manchester United. Oh, I was like, you son of a bitch! What, Why was, would you do that? Was he a close friend? No, not anymore. <laughs> no, but was he like? No, a, <laughs> no he wasn't really. Because like, I would think the only time I would even toy with spoiling something to somebody is if like he's a really, really close friend. And I just kind of fucking with him. Yeah, and I'd be like, ooh, she dies. And I, I, I love making up spoilers. So like, if I've yeah. seen something and I know someone's gonna watch it, I'll be like, oh, she dies in the movie. So like, the entire movie is gonna be fucked in the brain. Like, he's yeah, like, oh, she's gonna die. In ah, what a dick. Doesn't. No, but I only strictly with like close, close friends. Like literally people that I've been growing up fair. with since like I was like <laughs> fair, twelve. Fair, you know, fair. but. Yeah, uh, funny enough, I was actually thinking about this, um, like, this whole week as well. Because this whole week, I wanted to kind of put up a um, discussion on Twitter, on my Twitter, like, asking, do you guys know, think Glenn... Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> John Glenn, the astronaut of a NASA program. Okay, tell you what, guys, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... We said spoiler alert, so we've warned you sufficiently, and it's yeah. been, like, a while since we said it, so you are warned, okay? So I wanted to... Spoiler, by the way. So I wanted to, like, post up... For a, Walking Dead. For yes, Walking Dead. Yes. I was gonna post up a question on Twitter saying, like, guys, do you think Glenn is really dead? And... I stopped myself. I stopped myself immediately because I knew, like, oh, half my followers probably watch the show and they haven't caught up yet. And, like, I'm going to get people yelling at me and stuff like that. So I stopped myself, even though it was something that, you know, I want to do as a social experiment and mm-hmm. really ask people and get into the topic. But, like, there's, it's so hard nowadays because people are watching things at such a different pace. Yeah. Because it used to be like, oh, this show is airing on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. We're all going to watch it on TV and then the next day we're going to go to school and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of miss that. I kind of yeah. like that. Like, before, back in the day, I used to get groups together for these these shows we would get together a group of five or six We'd, I still do that with uh, Game of Thrones for example Yeah. and then afterwards we can talk about it yeah. but here because of everyone's so busy or whatever lifestyle whatever it's like yeah you don't have that anymore it's so, so difficult it's natural to like want to turn to social media and be like hey let's discuss this thing that yeah. was crazy it's so difficult because it used to be like um, you'd either watch yeah wa- have viewing parties or like um, you'd all be in sync because you follow one schedule mm-hmm. like the TV station schedule you know and it's so hard now because people either watch it on internet they have it on cable they watch it like in advance or like they watch it yep. like two months or three months later or they watch it the year after and like no one wants to be spoiled about anything so it's so hard to talk about it I remember seeing this, I'm, I think I remember seeing a sketch about it on SNL <laughs> like they were all having dinner and it was a sketch about spoiling stuff and pretty much they kept bringing up stuff like to talk about and it started out with like TV shows like Game of Thrones yeah. like House of Cards and then um, the sketch kind of devolved into like oh I heard the weather's gonna be rainy tomorrow you <laughs> bastard you spoil it for me I wanna wake up with a sense of wonder <laughs> and it was, it was so good um, it was so good but um, 
uh, yeah, it, like, it's really reflective of, like, the culture nowadays, especially with, like, fucking when Netflix releases a TV show. Of course. Because when Netflix releases, like, say, Daredevil, House of Cards, um, uh, Orange is the New Black, they release all 12, all 22, 24 episodes at one shot. So, like, you never know who's in sync, you never know who's, like, done with it, started already, gonna check it out later. So it's so hard to talk about a show, and talking about TV shows is one of the happiest times of my life. Me too, I totally agree. I love talking about TV shows, because it's like, you, it's like, live, it's like, for that half hour, one hour conversation, you're all living in the same world. Yeah. And I never got to work in an office that had a water cooler, where you can have water cooler talk. <laughs> water cooler talk. About that video about the baby eating a banana and then pooping himself. <laughs> so, okay, going back to Walking Dead a little bit. Like, yeah, so after I watched this episode three where, like, yeah, the big uh, supposed death happened that Nathan was talking about earlier. Yep. I was, like, I was all by myself and I was, like, <laughs> and I just texted Nathan. I'm, like, hey, man, um, <laughs> random question. Are you caught up on Walking Dead? He goes, no. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt bad that I wasn't. But uh, when I was, I was kind of, like... I, I immediately watched the after show with Chris Hardwick. Talking um, dead. I immediately read all the forums that were discussing it. Uh-huh. If anything, that's like solace. Like, because, I mean, you might not have real people to talk to anymore because everyone's like, oh, don't spoil me. Everyone's but at least, at least there's like 150 different venues on the internet. That is true. To look into and, you know, um, uh, kind of have the therapy there. Hmm. And I know to some of you, this sounds really stupid. You know, I, I'm sure, like, out of um, the people listening to this, there's at least maybe 10, 20% that just don't watch TV shows and don't understand that, like, us as human beings get very invested in the characters in TV shows. No, but I think that's, like, I think Chris Hardwick put it really um, well. He's like, oh, you tune in every Sunday night, they become part of your. Um, routine. routine become part of your family almost and especially like, if a show like walking dead that's been around for like what six, six years years yeah yeah i remember man that show started out rough i was so excited for it because you know we you had frank darabont directing and i was like oh i love his movies how is it gonna work turns out he doesn't do tv that well like he has the he has a great sense of like you know directing a show mm-hmm. but it doesn't work as like you know a whole season long thing i just it's just that the, the arc was too gradual like now the pacing's a little bit better but i remember the first two seasons things were just happening way too slow it's, it's it was like almost experimental and yeah. good for them to like let him try but yeah, also yeah, good yeah. for them to change the pace because yeah, it's also yeah, like yeah. man by right walking dead has like no There's right no to, to su- it has no right to succeed it's gone through like four different showrunners and yeah. yet it's still a yeah. ratings juggernaut and yes. it's still super good yeah 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 i like to think about it, it's because the source material is so great the source material is great, yeah, but I just remember Frank, I remember watching and being so excited, and then, like, just, I was kind of, like, the aesthetics were amazing, the tone was great, the sense of dread was there, but the first two seasons, maybe leaking into the third, the pacing was just not right. They didn't figure out the pacing, and it just didn't feel satisfying. Yeah. Especially for people that were watching it week to week, like I was, you know? Like, for, for the ones that jumped on, like, after season three ended... I envy you guys because you were able to binge watch it and experience the whole thing kind of as one arc, so it felt less slow. But to all of us that kind of watched it week to week, holy shit, Herschel's Farm took for fucking ever. <laughs> Herschel's Farm took way too long. Mm-hmm. It took like like four or five issues in the comic, and it was like freaking oh my gosh. Yeah, but it's like it's I think I think it's like I said they're paying they're playing with what works on TV and what and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I realize now that everyone that doesn't watch Walking Dead, I'm sorry. Like, this is not interesting to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Nathan? 
Um, not too much. Just kind of the same gigging, recording, doing stuff like that. Um, had a Halloween party um, last night. Uh, went to a friend's place to for a beer pong tournament. Huh. Um, you would have been a liability to be on your team. Hey man, you hey man. Here's the thing. I don't drink, but when it comes to like party games that involve drinking, yeah, I become very. Like, I get swept away by the whole camaraderie of it and swept away by, like, you yep. know, if you lose, you drink. If you win, you don't drink. That kind of thing. Like, the, the, those are very binary rules, you know, as opposed to, like, oh, we're going out. I don't have to drink, so I'm not going to drink. But <laughs> you play a game. It's like you, you drink or you don't drink. drink. So, yeah. And, the nature of the game. Yeah. And I get into it, man. And I will drink. Like, I will. <laughs> like, King's Cup, Power Hour, um, Beer Pong, whatever drinking game it is, I will participate if you form it in a game. Power Hour is, like, kind of almost like torture. I ha- <laughs> I have uh, I, one of my fondest memories. I was with a group of friends in Pennsylvania, staying in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. That's and, okay, this sounds like the beginning of a horror story. <laughs> but it's not, though. It felt like it, but it's not. Uh, we played King's Cup and Power Hour at the same time. <laughs> okay, for those of the people listening who are you know not American teenagers, <laughs> let's see. Power Hour is when you get uh, it's like you edit your own album. You make songs that go in a one minute chunks, and at the end of every song, you you take a shot, not take a shot, you'll die. You take a sip of your drink, right? Just take a sip of your drink. So and King's drink Cup today. is like a card game yes. with rules. Every card you draw is assigned a certain rule. Right. So, like for example, if you draw um, uh, a J. I've got, I can't remember uh, the rules. Jack. I can't remember the Okay, rules. but if it's like, okay, so the numbers one through nine, they're red and black, right? Is that right? And then like, if it's black, you drink it yourself, or if it's red, you assign oh, no, no, it no, or no, something no. like that? Well, that's a bit more specific. I just know that every single um, card, like every value, so ace to king, has different rules assigned to it. I think right. if you draw a queen, you can make up a rule. That's if right. If you draw a, a jack, um, it's a waterfall. So everyone drinks in succession and yes. then you stop when the previous person stops. Something like that. And then like, oh, um, two, that means you have to choose someone else to drink with you. Uh, six, um, you have to do a dare or something. I can't remember. There's but, a thing. There's, yeah. It's also like very house rule. It depends on who you play with. Yes, exactly. But the beauty, the beauty about this game is that it's just like, it's by pure luck and the rules can change as the game goes along. Mm-hmm. So we're playing this game along with Power Hour where you drink every minute. That's crazy. And the night ended with people just jumping into the lake <laughs> <laughs> in fucking like four degree weather. I feel like someone could have drowned or had hypothermia very easily. Yeah, it was a, it was a very cold lake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good times. I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yes, beer pong. Halloween, beer, beer pong. pong. Um, didn't do too bad. I'm actually quite good at beer pong, um, but I got worse as the night kind of drew along. And That's I, kind of how beer pong works. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I started out kind of like not missing like um, a single turn. So every turn I took, I would get a score. And as the night progressed, I got drunker and it just didn't work out. My head hurt. I fell asleep. They started like putting like you know i fell asleep and just had drawing penises around me things like yeah, that. it happens yeah. it happens yeah. my dog is barking again every single episode you think it's because she sees a ghost no see this is what we get for recording at like normal hours yeah yeah Ugh, 7 p.m give, normal me a hours. give me a second uh, nathan's gonna go whoop his dog's ass i'm not gonna whoop my dog Nikki. he's gonna bitch slap nikki so what are you guys' stances on um human names for animals it's like nikki that's a human name right it's a very uncommon human name. I just brought her into the room. Nikki's an uncommon name? A human name? I mean, Nicole, Nicholas, but not Nikki. Yeah, but Nikki's a short for it, right? right? Yeah, I suppose. But yeah. it's not, you don't name your kid Nikki, you know? No, exactly. Unless you're like Satan and your son is Adam Sandler. Little Nikki. <laughs> 
Also, when I went out, she was literally barking at like a window. Where a ghost was? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit, do you, you see a ghost? Like, I thought she was barking because someone rang the doorbell. She was barking like outside to like a window, if nothing. Oh, God. I think I brought this up before. I don't know if I, again, if I brought this up to you in real life or in the podcast, but I read this thing on Reddit. What's the difference? Uh, there is no difference. Um, it's like the, someone said on Reddit on the uh, shower thoughts that movie makers should introduce like um, sounds into their movies, into yeah. the horror movies that are like too high pitched for humans to hear, but will fuck up dogs <laughs> so that in ominous moments, the dogs will start barking for no reason. Mm. That's such a good idea. I'm going to do that when I make a horror movie. It would only work in like home screenings though yeah exactly and if you have a dog so very specific but still like if it costs nothing to do it and yeah, you put in the cool. blu-ray the dvd just very, do it very very cool ah where were we we've been on what you up been up to what you up to been what you up to been to been what been up to you have been that's yoda that's not yoda it's not yoda at all yeah yeah let's read some shit man okie dokie Listen to us talk all day You've got things you wanna say All you do is ask Cause we read your shit Uh, got a couple of responses last week from our favorite thing Our last, uh, uh, creepypasta uh, right? that was, that was a fun thing to put together That was creepy I think, something I noticed is that, okay I, I, There's actually a creepypasta website, right? Like the one that you linked Yes, uh, creepypasta.com, yeah Which is good M- Mine was more like an overall internet phenomenon but the one you read uh, on the podcast was like a good length. Mm-hmm. Um, Anson and Agnes sent a couple in that I'm actually still in the middle of reading. Yeah. But they're pretty creepy. They're like 15, 20 minute long reads. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a big fan of the long, the, the, the long, like. I, 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 don't, I don't mind it, but I feel, like, I feel like yours had a real punch. Like it had a good like arc. And at the end it's like surprise. Surprise. Whereas like I read um, all of, I forgot which one, which sent in which, but the one about the, it's on our Twitter yeah. about the Russian sleeping thing. And that was like, well, a oh, biologically impossible. I have read that. Yeah. It's about like, they, they got a bunch of people inside a room and they don't sleep. Yeah. For like they're, they're pumping, days, a they're gas pumping a inside. gas in. Yeah, yeah. That is creepy. And then, yeah, but at the end it's just kind of, it just ends. It like doesn't have like a real, Ooh, I remember, I remember reading that like a long time ago on like, on like early Facebook and being kind of scared because I legit thought it was real. Of course. And I started going down that internet rabbit hole and finding out about like how people like treat prisoners of war. Mm. That story might not be true. Um, a quick, just kind of re- review of that story to those that don't know about it. They got a bunch of people into a room, prisoner of, uh, prisoners of war, uh, pump gas into a room and saw how the effects of uh, sleeplessness would work. So over time, they went crazy. They stopped talking to each other. Um, some even just like yeah, some, straight up. Some just, ran around the room yelling until their vocal cords split open. Yeah. And then eventually, like after 15 days, they started removing their own organs and eating yeah. their own muscles. Yeah. Which I was like, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. But I looked into it and, you know, p- people treat prisoners of war in a pretty messed up way. Yeah, I mean... Um, particularly the Japanese during World the War Japanese, II. I remember reading one about the Japanese where they would leave a prisoner of war out in the cold for oh. like like 12 hours, mm-hmm. like in a blizzard. They would leave them out there for 12 hours, um, bring them in uh, while they're barely alive, and then just start whacking their limbs off. Oh, God, man, that's yeah. messed up. Yeah. Like, that's like worse than any fictional story you could really come up with. Like, like for example, in the Philippines during the uh, Bataan Death March, they would like take babies throw them in the air and try to stick them with their bayonets like a game. The fuck do you do that, man? In Japan, you are lucky you have good food. 
Yeah, and you are so lucky. Reliable cars, and yes, man. <sighs> Japan had to like really make up for the shit they did, huh? Yeah, I mean, Japan, you crazy? I don't. But have <laughs> they though? Have they really? I mean, they 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 have good food. They make good cars. Yeah, they always had good food. And they have weird porn. They had very weird porn. So I think that fills like most demographics of humans. Yeah, fair enough. You know, those three things. But yeah, guys, thanks guys for sending in those creepy pastas, uh, Anson. I think I'll finish reading yours soon about a video game that brings you to hell. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We have a new review on iTunes. Well, hey, hey. This one is from Berry Bryant from Indonesia. Indonesia. And he says, great podcast. He goes, hello, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, Joe Nathan. Huh? Yeah, I intentionally combined your names. <laughs> I've been you a listener sneaky since... Bastard. Sneaky Bastard. Capital J, capital N. There you go. I've been a listener since the first episode. I usually listen to them when I did the office works. Thanks to both of you for accompanying me during my boring office hours. I'm just afraid that my manager would think me crazy because I keep smiling to myself when I listen to the podcast. <laughs> FYI, my manager's room is right behind me. <laughs> anyway, my favorite segment is What You Been Up To? It's feels like that i meet both of you and talk to you each other as if you were friends uh, my friends oh and the hashtag good hang good health thing it's really hard i mean my office mates tried to offer me some kfc and mcdonald's and i had to reject it good on you buddy <laughs> kfc <laughs> is huge in indonesia by is it really way. it's huge it's like the biggest fast food chain in indonesia is it the mcdonald's of indonesia pretty much yeah like uh, go on i'll, I'll say more about okay. kfc later oh, i love kfc um me, my office, and then blah, 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 blah. but I had to reject that. The aroma of the fried chicken was so was so tempting, but I'm happy that I didn't fall into the junk food trap. Thanks to both of you for leading us to healthier lifestyles. Keep up the good work, and as the leader of the Good Hang Gang, hugs Barry Bryant. Thanks, Barry. Aw, thank you very much. Um, yeah, KFC is a temptress. <laughs> like I don't know how someone can have like like. Good on you, Brian, that you had chicken in front of you and you and you just didn't go for it. Like the only reason why I don't eat KFC on like a daily basis is because I just don't go there. But if if it were if if like I went to a party and it was there, if KFC was brought to you. Yes. Oh my god. Game over. Like <laughs> me and fried chicken have a very intimate relationship. You don't even know. Um, I just rub it all over my body. Yeah, <laughs> it up. But yeah, um, KFC is huge in Indonesia, man. Like their outlets there are like they take up whole buildings. What? They have like a corner for kids to play, like the old McDonald's where they have playgrounds yeah, yeah. and shit. Um, and they are also like a thriving center of commerce for music. In what way? I'll explain. Like, so, like, is it like Starbucks where they okay, put a little... Yeah, so you know how Starbucks, they sell CDs like, like oh, Jazzy Christmas, or yeah. like the new indie acoustic sensation that sings moody music, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they will sell a couple of copies in Starbucks. Uh, in KFC in Indonesia, however, if you buy like um, a meal, all you have to do is add, I think, like two bucks mm-hmm. or, four, or like two or three dollars and you get a CD or an EP or a single or something like that from like wow. an artist. Yeah. And the thing about this is that it's a legit source of income for musicians because um, this one artist, um, uh, Agnes Monica, um, she's huge in Indonesia. She's uh-huh. like their... Um, is, it, is she huge because she eats so much fried chicken? <laughs> no, no. She's, she's, like, she's a big artist. She's actually quite ripped. But uh-huh. uh, she's like their... Um, Lady Gaga, Britney yeah. Spears, I don't know, Katy Perry, whatever. Like the, she's like their the pop teen sensation. pop sensation. Yeah, she sold two million albums just Ur, through KFC, <laughs> just Holy through crap. KFC, and those are like numbers you don't see in two thousand anywhere. Yeah, like, in, like past two thousand ten, um, and 
they've been doing that consistently, you know. So like KFC, if you go to KFC in Indonesia and say, "Oh, thanks for buying chicken. Would you like to have a CD?" Here, choose from five choices. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was very cool. So where's the Starbucks here? It's kind of just like just there. Yeah, no, yeah. The Starbucks here is like they sell it for full retail, whereas in the KFCs there, they encourage the their employees to sell it because I think their employees get a bit of a commission. They well, get like a little kickback. I think they get like ten cents for every CD they sell or something like that. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Good times. By Good the way, you go to music. any Starbucks in Singapore, the Sam Willow is now being featured. Yeah. Friends of the show. Yeah. Very cool. What else do you have to read, man? Got a couple more things, Nathan. Uh, got a mess, an email from that was submitted through the website. Mm. Uh, this it's is been from, a while. Yeah, from Janine de Belen. I wonder where that's from. Janine de Belen? Janine de Belen. Okay, she's probably Filipino. Maybe, maybe. Uh, subject is good but annoying. <laughs> That that's 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 not a subject. That's a definition yeah, of, yeah, of us, that's, pretty that's, much. That's our tagline. Yeah, good hang, good but annoying. Uh, message: I love the facts that you share. The complete guide to everything style, but the voices and poorly done accents and John Steamrollings is annoying. <laughs> Wait, so the voices, the accents, and you steamrolling. So, so like our normal voices, the accents we put on. <laughs> And my uh, steamrolling is annoying. I love it. I love it. I love this so much. Thank you very much. What's your name, Deborah? Uh, Janine. Janine. Uh, Deborah. <laughs> Deblin. Uh, um, Janine. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> that was the point I was gonna make. Shut up, Nathan. No, no. Like, I'm talking. <laughs> that was the point I was gonna make. Like, this is a podcast. If you don't like our voices, <laughs> that's kind of like the end all and be all. To <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, I. Stick around, Janine. I like that you're like like constantly listening to this. I was like, oh, the fucking voices. Oh, 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 interesting fact. Oh, the fucking voices. That's like one and a half hours. Just like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, Shut up, Nathan. I'm talking. Um, yeah. I love ah, it. It's cool. It's cool. I just don't like that she put an H in my name and she used an is when she meant R. But I think, you know, English ESL, it's all good. <laughs> no, but Janine, like, legitimately uh genuinely thank you very much yeah thank um you. these kinds of things i mean positive or negative feedback they do help us and it's it's always a good laugh um yeah so we're gonna take this feedback on on board and uh i'm gonna will... stop doing this podcast with my voice <laughs> starting now so john is now performing this podcast through interpretive dance um it is quite beautiful it's quite a sight to behold and um you you can't see this right now, but I'm currently shedding a single tear at the sheer beauty of it. Like, you know, Cirque du Soleil is in town, but they've got nothing on this shit right here. It's insane. It's like the visual poetry. Oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right, I'm back. That. I'm back. That was, whoo, that was tiring. Whew. Oh, man. That was life-changing. I, I think you mentioned Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I think I should get on the, get on the Cirque du Soleil train, get that clown money. <laughs> Be in that crew. Anyway, okay, last thing. I love Cirque du Soleil, man. Oh, how, which shows have you seen, though? Because I've seen... I've only seen one, but I fell in love with it. And I've, Was I, it O? O? No. In Vegas? No, 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 no. Oh. The only one I've seen was in New York City in Madison Square Garden. Ooh. And it was winter-themed. I think it was called Wintuck or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It might be called Wintuck. I might be remembering it. In like, Wintuck. Yeah, let me look that Interesting. up. Interesting. Uh, while Nathan does that, uh, my favorite one of all time was O. It's I think it's the single show that I've seen the most. It's the single stage show I've seen the most because it's in the Bellagio. Bellagio? Somewhere in Vegas. I watched it like four times. It's the greatest show you'll ever see. I'm so proud of myself. It is Wind Talk by Cirque du Soleil. And I watched it in fucking like 2008. Yeah. That memory, man. Wind Took. Wind Took. <laughs> I don't know. Talk. But like, 
the thing about Cirque du Soleil, like, yes, it's impressive. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, we're going on a tangent. But, like, every time I watch shows like that or shows of that nature, it just goes to show what the human body is capable of Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And that, like, the limits to what, like, a human can do are quite far-reaching. Like, it's it's just, it's inspirational. Like, I might not ever juggle, like, chainsaws while I'm standing on a <laughs> barrel uh, with a plank that's, like, two centimeters thin. But people can do that. But people can do that. And, like, to know that your kind is able to do things like that, you know, things that might not be the most, like, useful, but just very impressive things. Like, it inspires you to be better. Yeah, they're like triathletes, but prettier. Yeah. yeah. More flexible. Huh. And with more limbs. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got into this little um, chat with a friend of our, a mutual friend of ours, Nathan. Let's call her um, Victoria Lim. Right? Okay. Yeah. So Vic <laughs> sent me a message. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a terrible name, but sure, we'll go with that. Eh, you know, just to hide her identity. Yeah. Um, she goes, "Hey, you guys talking about Straight Outta Compton on Good Hang reminded me of the Dr. Dre uh, beating up the female journalist incident." Uh oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. And like, I actually kind of forgot about that. And I, there was some backlash. So we're going back a couple episodes here. But I just, it had me thinking, too. Yeah, we, we spoke about the movie Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> it was one of the best movies either of us have seen this year. For and sure. it's um, a biopic about... Um, NWA. NWA. The inspirational gangster rap group from the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. But anyway, so Dr. Dre... Uh, millionaire mogul rap star producer person billionaire dude oh, that bastard's so lucky um so he was the one of the main characters in this movie and around the time that this movie was set he got into this incident where he actually physically beat up multiple women okay and this wasn't even addressed in the movie at all mm-hmm. and it got it got us thinking we got into a little back and forth conversation about how if was it appropriate that it wasn't involved or or should they have were they right in keeping it out it's kind of interesting because i think and uh, Vic, if that is your real name, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like we kind of both came to the conclusion that like it's almost creatively right that they left that out. Okay. Because like in the story that they were portraying, which is based on true events, not necessarily was the true yes. events, and, you know, it never can be. Very few movies nowadays do portray things as they exactly happen. And they would be boring if yeah, they did. You they know, they would either add a character, you know, for sure. like it was some kind of exposition or to add a story element that would be better portrayed by a character. Yeah, they combine characters to make it clearer, blah, blah, blah. They yeah. cut out events. They they choose to focus on the story. Like, you know, you real. it's like... They get the essence of the story. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that, but it's also like, you know, like you're carving out a statue. It's like you remove the shit that's like extraneous. Yes. And sometimes this is stuff that gets cut out because it would be such a... Because Dr. Dre was portrayed as kind of like this young, hopeful kid. He was like yeah. the, the nice one of the bunch and stuff. Yeah. And it worked with the dynamic of the other characters. Yes. And to introduce this thing, even though it's true, would have deviated and made the story not as good. Yeah. And that got, that got me really thinking because obviously it's a despicable thing that he did, Dr. Yes. Dre. But like, may didn't I really ask, belong in this movie. May I ask, like, when were these incidents of battery? Yeah, like right around, let's see here... Uh, 91 was this oh, one I'm just seeing. Okay. Like, so it was it, right when yeah. the movie was set. Okay, so it, it didn't happen like after or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And like Vic brought up this really interesting fact of how like in movies, in storytelling, a man beating a woman is like the thing that automatically makes them uh, the character unrelatable or yes. an enemy. Like for example, she brought up this really cool thing of how like in Back to the Future, despite all the really terrible things that alternative... Al- alternate 1985 biff did to everyone it wasn't until he hit lorraine that we were like oh no this guy is truly evil irredeemable that's so interesting yeah that's true i mean because yeah yeah i i have i don't have much to add to this discussion only because you guys covered most of it yeah like if they did add the whole battery thing to it 
it would just complicate the message of the movie. And I think that's one of the more important things. Like this movie was trying to convey a message of like, you know, the hardship that these guys went through and like the success and what it took to get there. And like the tragedy of, you know, deaths and racism and blah, 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 blah. And like the music industry in general and how it's changed. So to add this, the story element of one of their main characters beating a woman, it would not only not tie into the plot very well, but it could serve to potentially ruin the entire movie. That's that's basically what our, uh, the gist was. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Unfortunate, but interesting. Maybe there'll be like a uh, another movie. Yeah, who knows. And uh, and Dr. Dr. J did come out with like a with like a response to this recently. He basically apologized. Whether you believe him or not, whether it was half hearted or not. I don't well, know, I mean, but. to be fair, he is paying for it. Like he is currently in the zombie apocalypse. Is he really? Dr. Dre, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which one is he in? In The Walking Dead. Oh my god, he is? Yeah. Doctor, <laughs> the actor playing Dr. Dre in the movie. He's oh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> the actor, whatever his name is, who played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. He is the new uh, black guy in The Walking Dead with the womanly eyes. And the, and the dreads. Yeah. He, he has a very distracting face. He really does. It's like, like, every time I see him, so like, that's, that's a woman's face. Why is it on a man? <laughs> <laughs> like, I searched, I remember when I first saw his face in Walking Dead, I just Googled the hell out of him. Like, I Googled his name and then transgender oh, and, like, horrible. sex change. No, because I was so convinced that he was, like, originally a woman because he his eyes were just, like... It looked like he had eyeliner painted on. And it was know? so interesting because it, when, we, when Nathan brought up this... Uh, to me, in IRL in real life, I was like, you know what? Ever since when I was reading the comic, I couldn't tell if that character he was playing was a man or woman either. <laughs> and then when they casted him, it's like even more perfect. Still yeah. don't know. Yeah, and like I'm sure, like a bunch of listeners out there, or the the aforementioned fictional Victoria Lim, mm-hmm. she might be saying like, oh, gender is a spectrum, is not a real thing. But the guy has womanly eyes. <laughs> you cannot deny that. The guy has very pretty, elegant. Petite, not petite. What's the word I'm looking Sexy, for? Sexy. Sexy. Smoky. Alluring. Just, you know, he has chick eyes. <laughs> <laughs> chick eyes. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's everything I have to read this week, Nathan. All right. <laughs> we read your shit. Uh, I'm so happy we get, like, a consistent stream of nonsense from the listeners. Yeah, I love it. It's really fun. Yeah. Send us more nonsense, you guys. Yeah, thank you guys very much for uh, you know sharing stuff, telling a friend, tweeting about the show, posting on Facebook or whatever the hell it is you kids use nowadays. Um, Snapchat us. Yeah, but um, thank you guys so much for this because um, it provides us with content, uh, as we said in earlier episodes, and it just makes for a good time. I mean, like it 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 feeds both of our egos. Indeed. Because <laughs> I, I, when I say both, I don't mean John and I. I mean you and us. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we feel good because we get stuff from you and you feel good because we read it. And both our egos are hungry for stuff. Mm, stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, um, you think it's time for a little gamey poo? I think it's time for some... No, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's play a game. Okay. Okie dokie. Oak and dokie. Alright, so this is a uh, also a game that we've previously played, um, and John attempted to try. <laughs> I still argue that his version was extremely <laughs> just stupid and unfair, <laughs> and 
overly based on American history. My bad. Yes, it is the greater than, less than game. Woo, bring it down. I don't know. I guess that's what we're calling it. So the gist of this game is I'm going to present John with two two statistics, and he has to guess which one has the higher number. Mm -hmm. So, for example... How, um, the number of, uh, Star Wars movies, um, six. Yeah, so it'll be like, uh, the number of Star Wars movies versus, uh, the number of Jurassic Park movies. Which one's the greater number? Then, oh, you know, four. Yeah, exactly. So that's how the game's gonna be. Star go. Wars. <laughs> yeah. So if you guessed Star Wars, you would have won. Woo! But it's not gonna be that easy. It's Aww. gonna be things that are either completely unknown to him, but mm-hmm. he will have to infer from real life, or, you know, just wild guesses. Bring it on. Bring it on. At the very least, it'll be fun and full of facts. Full of facts. Either that or I'll be saying, fuck you by the end. <laughs> Wait, so what's the current score of game time? Like, I've won three. Uh, this is so much easier back when I just won them all. <laughs> no, Nathan, you've only won two. I've only won two. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I'm losing Boiler count. Alert, My follow. bad. I've only won two. That's right. All right, so... Let's get this going. Number of beers Andre the Giant had to drink before he passed out. What the fuck? <laughs> versus number of psalms in the Bible. Oh my god. <laughs> Which one is the greater number? What's a psalm? I really even know what a psalm is. Psalms is a book in the Bible. So the number of chapters in that book? Or exactly. the number of verses? Every chapter is a single psalm. So the number of beers... WWF wrestler Andre the Giant had to drink before he passed out. RIP, great man. Or the number of books, uh, the number of psalms in the Bible. This is so random because I know quite a bit about wrestling. I know quite a bit about beer. And I like know nothing about the Bible. Uh, I'm going to go with Andre the Giant. All was right. the greater number. That is wrong. Andre the Giant <laughs> drank 127 beers oh my God. before he was recorded to have passed out in a hotel lobby. What the fuck? Nobody could lift him, so they draped a piano cover over him and let him go to sleep. There are 150 psalms in the Bible. Wow. Psalms come, close. Yeah. Psalms comes from the Greek psalmos, a song sung to a harp. Oh. There we go. That's pretty. Wait, hold on. You say 112 beers? 127 beers. 127 beers. Each one is 12 ounces. Yes. I'm just doing some quick math here. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think how much weight in beer can gain. <laughs> That's a lot. 127 times 12... 12 ounces, and then there's 16 ounces in... Uh, too much math, but that's a lot. That's See, a this lot. is why the standard system is so much better, because you could have just like got the weight from the fluid, from the milliliters. Okay, so 330 milliliters in a can yeah. times... Oh, I already put down my calculator. Five, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> that's no, a lot that's of beer, but he is a lot of man. He is a lot of man, and he, you know, he could pee. He could pee. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, I only have six questions for you, and you have to get four? That makes sense, yeah. Right? Yeah. Why not? Okie dokie. All right. Next one. Next one. The estimated worldwide gross of Avengers 2 Age of Ultron mm-hmm. versus the amount of money China pledged in 2015 to end poverty. Oh, yeah. This is not even a... I, okay. I'm assuming that the Avengers 2 is, if not... Past one billion is close to one billion. Let's say it's like seven hundred fifty million, and I bet China promised like a dollar or two. So I'm going to go with the really? Avengers. Two. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Avengers too. 
Why would you think China pledged a dollar? Maybe, maybe three or four dollars. That's that that shows what you think about Chinese people, John. You are once again wrong. What? Okay. And the estimated worldwide gross of Avengers Two: Age of Ultron was one point four billion U.S. dollars. Oh, half wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was completely fifty percent off. Yeah, one hundred percent off. The production budget was two hundred and fifty million, and Robert Downey Jr. got paid eighty million. Yeah, that's a lot of green. It's a big chunk of change. Um, they were ranked number three for best opening weekend in USA. Take a quick guess for like a bonus half point to who had the biggest opening weekend of all time. So all, Age all of time all, ever, all time ever. So Age of Ultron is number three. So guess who had number one? Oh, this is terrible. Is it Phantom Menace? Wrong again. I mean, it's not really an official yeah, question, yeah. but Jurassic World. I was thinking of that. I was actually thinking Jurassic World. I thought maybe I Jurassic was World extremely was surprised because huh. like the ranking was like number one, Jurassic World of all time. Yeah. Followed by Avengers one, then Avengers two. Is that you think that's is that is that uh, what you call it, uh, adjusted for inflation? Um, because adjusted for inflation, Phantom Menace must be way up there, and Star Trek mm-hmm. and Empire must be up there too. Possibly, but they didn't adjust for inflation. I think doesn't matter. They're all going to be blown away by Force Awakens. <laughs> that is <true. laughs> going to be crazy. That is true. But like, it just goes to show, like, like the appeal of dinosaurs is much wider than superheroes. I guess superheroes, like, it's quite a niche thing. But just like, a lot of people are in that niche. You know, a lot of people were waiting for it. Yeah. For- but go Chris Pratt. I love you, bro. Go um, Chris Pratt. Wait, wait. So, okay, so $1.4 billion, That was Avengers 2. Yes. What was the Chinese thing? China pledged $2 billion U.S. dollars in 2015 to end poverty. And they pledged another $12 billion over the next 15 years. So, there's currently an initiative by the U.N. to end poverty uh, by 2030. Huh. So, a whole bunch of... With that. So, a whole bunch of... Um, well, they're, they're trying to end extreme poverty. Okay, fair enough. So, maybe not make the entire world rich or make the entire world happy, but more so to end extreme poverty in the very impoverished parts of the world. So, mm. China contributed $2 billion. They, they, that's their initial investment. I don't even think it's possible. Like, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It's like So, it's like you end extreme poverty. That means the poverty line goes up which means it's just mm. people have more money essentially become more expensive i mean i hope they can do it yeah but i think but that's I, why there's a clear distinction of extreme poverty sure so it's more so to just raise the standard of living for yeah, people that don't board. have one and that's like you know? we're talking about extreme gut-wrenching like homelessness combined with like, like starvation living on yeah. 50 cents a day kind of thing Fair enough. well good on you china and good i'll see you next you. week <laughs> all righty all right time next. to get a perfect score <laughs> time to get a perfect score i think i think you could do pretty well nah. okie dokie Next question. Number of copies William Hung's Christmas album, Hung for the Holidays, sold <laughs> versus number of McDonald's outlets in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. William Hung was the American Idol sensation back in the day. He did She Bangs. She Bangs. She Bangs. When did this album come out? Um, this album came out in 2004. Okay, so right at the height of a hung hung power, his hungness. Um, so it's the number of records William Hung sold of his Christmas album versus the number of McDonald's in Japan. Number of McDonald's outlets in Japan, like franchises. Okay, for some reason I feel like there aren't any in Japan. Like not many. I'll, I'll go with William Hung. Alrighty. you are correct. Woo! Number of copies William Hung's Christmas album sold: thirty-five thousand. Wow. Fun fact, he is now a technical crime analyst in the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Oh, he's like CSI um, Internet. That, yeah, doing that whole thing. almost. Yeah, since 2011, he's been in law enforcement and he's given up on his music career. Officer Hung. <laughs> reporting for duty. Sounds like a Officer bad, Hung reporting for duty. Sounds like a really bad porn. I know, right? Or and number really of porn. McDonald's outlets in Japan, 3,164. Way less, yeah. Second only to USA. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Mm. Another bonus half point, just for just for shits and giggles. Fundies. Guess how many McDonald's outlets there are in Baghdad? I mean, sorry, in Iraq. In Iraq? Yeah. 105. One. Oh. <laughs> it is, it's situated in Baghdad for oh, in the, the green US soldiers. Zone. Yeah, it's in the green zone for American soldiers. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because why would Iraq want McDonald's? It's like the symbol. That is true. That is a good it is the them. symbol of American capitalism. Infidel. Peaks. Yes. I'm not loving it. <laughs> How's that, Janine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janine, I'm so I sorry. I love you, Janine. All right, kid, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, speaking of she bangs. Okay. <laughs> the amount of money Channing Tatum was paid to make a brief appearance in Ricky Martin's she bangs video. What? Versus the number of VFX shots in episode four, A New Hope. Well, this is trick. Wait, the number of dollars? The number of, yes, this is the number of dollars, not in the hundreds, not in the thousands, that Channing Tatum was paid to appear in Ricky Martin's She Bangs video uh-huh. versus the number of VFX shots in episode four, A New Hope. Oh, wow, this is tough. Uh, oh, you turning my Star Wars knowledge against me. It's fun, though. Okay, so, I mean, it's funny we talked about She Bangs, yeah. So Channing Tatum, first of all, I didn't even know he was in that music video. He was like a no-name at the time. He was probably just a dancer. So he probably just got paid industry standard for like one day of working. Well, like $800 maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Number of VFX shots. Yeah, that's tough. Because what do you count a shot? Is it like, is it the whole opening scene with like the start? Is that one shot? Well, I mean, sh- shots literally mean like the the frame in screen. So for example, like the starships, um, the starship like sweeping across the screen, that's one shot. The new angle of the front of the starship sweeping across the screen, that's two shots. Okay, yeah. So yes. that's not literally a frame because each one second... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Frames. Not, not frame. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the, the, the framing of that shot. Um, okay. St- okay. Just for fun guesses, I'm going to say that, okay, he got paid $800. Okay. And I'm going to say the VFX shot. Oh, no, I'm going to be horrible. I'm not even going to try to guess this. But I still think that Channing Tatum got paid more. Mm-hmm. So Channing Tatum is a greater, greater number. Correct! Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> for some reason, I'm rooting for you in this game because I think these questions are so much fun. I root for you too, buddy, every time. <laughs> okay, so Channing Tatum was paid $400 in the Ricky Martin She Bangs video. He was in it for a total of three quarters of a second. <laughs> he tossed a drink in the air. Hey. He was a bartender. Fun fact, he was a stripper slash bartender in his early days. Of course days. he was. Um, and there are only 350 VFX shots yeah. in episode four, A New Hope. That sounds about right. As yeah. opposed to episode three, which had 2,200 video effects shots. Well, episode, as in Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Yes. How many shots? 2,200. Yeah, and they're all fucking made in the computer. <laughs> Alrighty. So, John, you've got two more questions. You need to get them both right. you got to get them both right. Bring it on. Alrighty. Next up. Number of YouTube videos that have gained over 1 billion views hmm. versus the number of vowels in the Korean alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So right now, just like try to run the rough, your, your rough gauge of the Korean language. In your head. Two, three, maybe. Uh, <laughs> How many vowels were in there? I don't know. Uh, how many videos have... Okay, so... Ah, over 1 billion? Over 1 billion. That's, and you have Gangnam Style. thousand million. Gangnam Style is the, only, is the only one I can think of. What else would have gone over a billion? Huh. Hmm. 
I'm going to go with Korean vowels. Yeah? Yeah. Tie. They're both just one. No one. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I've lost. This one is very close. Oh, no. There are a total of 11 videos that have gained over a billion views on YouTube. Really? Number one is Gangnam Style. You're right. Followed by Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Of course. And then third to Justin Bieber's Baby, Baby, Baby. Oh. <laughs> In the Korean alphabet, that's a lot. That's a lot. yeah. In the Korean alphabet, there are ten consonants. Oh, sorry, wow. ten vowels. vowels, and the entire Korean alphabet consists of forty letters, including compounds, ten pure vowels, eleven compound vowels, fourteen basic consonants, and five double consonants. What the fuck? So a double consonant, I'm guessing, is like a hmm. <laughs> 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 That's a lot of vowels. Because, like, the difference... Okay, the difference... You just break it down, right? The difference between a vowel and a consonant is that vowels are made, like... They can be sustained. So, like, ah, e, ah, o, as opposed to... P, t, n. Anyway, yeah. that's a lot. They have a lot of vowels. Ten vowels. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I guess they include diphthongs. I don't know. <laughs> this went by the, what the Korean language thing told diphthong. me. All right. For funs and giggles, Nathan has won. Woo! I wish I spoke Korean. Why? Of all the languages, why Korean? I don't know. I just find it so fast. It just always sounds like a mumble to me. Like, I realize that every time I hear people speak Korean, especially men, it's like a low-pitched mumble. It's like, Yeah. yeah. You always hear them getting angry, like, And then they sidekick you, like Taekwondo style. <laughs> oh, you know, that is actually a fucking, like, um, trope in Korean cinema. Of what? Flying kicks. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, so many Korean movies that I've seen, like, they'll include a scene where someone gets flying kicked. For well, some reason. Dude, like, man, like, like I said, I have a brown belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> like, I learned how to do a flying kick on my first day. I'm not even making a joke. But, but it won't even be like a kung fu movie. It'll be like they're fighting, and then some guy decides to throw a flying <laughs> kick. Just a drama where there's like a bar fight, and then, across <laughs> the screen. I remember, uh, who, uh, I always forget his name, but the guy Chad that- Chad Park? Was it him? The guy that directed Old Boy. Old Boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, Memories of Murder. Great movie. But in, like, a bunch of fight scenes, there's, like, flying kicks. And then, like, there's flying kicks in Old Boy. There's flying kicks in The Host. There's flying kicks in a bunch hey, of... In, in Snowpiercer. I don't, underst- I don't understand what it is with, like... It's deadly. <laughs> Korean movies and flying kicks. Because it's, right? like, normally, if you run and jump and kick someone, you can usually get them in the chest and the face. These are usually where you only punch them. No, but so it's <laughs> like you're a, punch ki- you're a kick puncher. But I love it because they're not filmed stylistically. It'll be filmed in the roughest way possible. Like, they won't even go slow-mo, flying kick. (laughs) It's more like they're in a flailing, like, yell-off, and then the guy just drop kicks him. It's amazing. Anyway, you Koreans, you you got it down, man. Yeah, especially the fried chicken. (laughs) Anyway, final question. Final question for funsies. For the shits and giggles. Number of deaths in the last two years due to selfies (laughs) versus... The lowest recorded resting heart rate, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. The, wait, okay. So the number of people killed via selfies, selfies in the last two years, so 2014 and 2015, which is when selfies have risen to prominence. Yes. Yes. Versus the lowest resting heart rate recorded according to the Guinness Book of World Records. See, that must be incredibly low because, okay, I know my resting heart rate's around like 50-ish. Lance Armstrong is crazy. He's like 30, 40 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like, I bet the Guinness one's probably like 20. And there's, I bet like fucking a million people have died from selfies. So I'm going to say the greater number is the selfie fatalities. 
The greater number, you, your faith in humanity, dude. The, what? The, you are wrong. What? The greatest, the greater number is the resting heart rate. So that's terrible. Miguel Indurain, I might Indurain, I might be pronouncing it wrongly. In the rain, in the sun. <laughs> Miguel Indurain, a Spanish cyclist, he has a resting heart rate of twenty-eight beats per minute. You're telling me that only the under 28 people have died via selfies in the past two years? Well recorded by news sources. Mm. The lowest recorded according to the Guinness Book of World Records. He won five Tour de France's. When, when was that? So this is pre-Lance Armstrong, I'm assuming. I have no idea. Man. I didn't do that much research. Um, but um, the last two years, deaths due to selfies, 22. Huh. Injuries, though, and like near-fatal injuries, a lot more. Yeah, I can but imagine. deaths, 22 deaths in the last two years due to selfies. Examples include a Singaporean tourist who oh. died after falling into the sea trying to take a selfie off a cliff in Bali. Fuck, that sucks. A Romanian teenager who died posing on top of a train. Her mm. leg touched a live wire and it sent 27,000 volts through her oh. body. And my favorite, but also not because it's a death, so it's kind of grisly. A boy from Houston who died after taking a selfie with a gun to his head. Oh, no. He accidentally fired the gun and shot himself in the throat. Man, stop, man. <laughs> you know, like, I can imagine that guy, like, he was probably holding the gun in one hand and the camera in one. And, like, you know those times when, like, you're holding, like, say, a glass of water and, like, maybe a toothbrush and then you forget. forget which one's which. And then you try to brush your teeth of the cup. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of what happened. He was holding, like, the phone and then the gun and it's like, three, Jeez. two, one. Trigger. Ah, Damn it, wrong one. Oh no, I can't speak. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh god, that, but don't have bullets. Oh god, it's just so dumb on multiple levels. It's it's quiet. See, and yet you you question me on my faith in humanity. <laughs> like, oh damn. It selfie is pretty fatalities. bad. Death by selfie is. Oh, what a way to probably go. the worst way to die. That is oh, the most millennial sec- no, way no, to die. No, actually, no. Second only to autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, that's pretty bad too. Yeah. But come on, there's that's the most 21st century way to die. John, taking a selfie. John, I want you to promise me because I I I am guilty of taking selfies from time to time. Um, if I ever die from taking a selfie, just make up something. Make something. I, up. Yes, I want you to <laughs> promise me that you will just like just like put put my body in my bed and just like autoerotic asphyxiation. No, no, no. Just just say I died in my sleep. Okay. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, Nathan died in his sleep. His head completely caved in as if he was hit by a bus. <laughs> but yeah, he went peacefully in his bed. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I miss that. I miss like the times where like people like if someone died in an embarrassing way, they would just like cover it up and not let the news like know. But I think ever since Elvis's death, when he died in the toilet, the throne. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of like it, like all the every there was like you know. There are no more rules. Like you <laughs> wait, have freaking. Who, 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 who do you? Can you remember that was like the that was? I I can't remember specific names right now, but I remember like back in like the forties, fifties. Like no one died in embarrassing ways. They just they, when they died, they just died. You know, they'd be like, oh passed away at age thirty eight, passed away at age fifty, passed away at age sixty two. Mm. Now it's like passed away at age thirty eight, drug overdose, passed away at age forty two, autoerotic asphyxiation, this passed away fifty two. Um, with a bunch of male prostitutes around the bed and semen all around his body, going out doing what he loved, or like, or, or like the recent Lamar Odom thing. Have you heard about this? No. Lamar Odom was found in a strip club, overdosed on drugs. Hmm. He had eleven strokes. Really? Yes, and he was surrounded by prostitutes. This is NBA great, but he didn't die. Did he? he did not die. He's yeah. currently hospitalized. Khloe Kardashian is very much concerned. They're still married, right? I have no idea. But he is 
it hospitalized right now. And like, you know, I would think back in like the 40s, 50s, before social media and like celebdom became a big thing and celebs were kind of held to higher standards. <laughs> like they would just be like, oh, he's in a hospital. He's got a little bit of a flu. Yeah, but then if this was the 40s and 50s, Lamar Odom wouldn't have been a celebrity because he's black. Yeah, I mean, semantics. So there's some traits. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he's got a little bit of a cough. But now it's like, ah, oh, he was found overdosed on drugs, covered in cum, and like he had 11 strokes. I don't know whose cum he was covered in, but yeah. Probably his own. Probably. Ew. He's got a lot in that big honker. I'm sorry I went there. <laughs> game time! Woo! Game time, game time! Where did you get those facts? Okay, so for... for <laughs> <What> the fucking <laughs> random. So for how this game works, for how I kind of structure it, is that I'll think of things that I'm interested in knowing from time to time. Okay. So for example, I'll be like, oh, I wonder how many like VFX shots they had in New Hope. And I'll look that statistic up. And then I'll see that number, and I will like look for a random fact out there that kind of has that number plus minus 100 or something like that. Right. You know? So like... <clears throat> I'll look for something within the ballpark, but it won't be in any way um, in relation to that statistic. Fair. Yeah. So it would always be like one half of, like half of that question was something I was interested in. The other half was just something I got off the internet. There you go. Like I said, this is just our subtle way of training for pub quizzes. <laughs> Becoming a force to be reckoned with in the Singapore pub quiz scene. But thank you very much, Google. Sponsored by Google. No. I um, love you. Like, games like this would not have been possible, like, 15 years ago. Right. I'd, I'd have to be very well-read and have an encyclopedia uh, in my mind. An encyclopedia Britannica, or, or you know, in your study, like, an actual, actual books. I remember when they used to sell, like, those encyclopedias by, like, the volumes. Yeah. Like, they would sell, like, on the TV. I still remember, like, on the, on the As Seen on TV things, on, mm-hmm. like, in, like, Channel 5 in the middle of the day. They would sell, like, 12 encyclopedias. Like, oh, 12 encyclopedias only for $300. A world of knowledge at your fingertips only for $300. Shipping included. Things 12 like that. 12 encyclopedias? Like, didn't they do it by letter, though? Sorry, so no, it would be like, some. I can't remember what the hell it was, Whatever. but it was like 12 big books and like... Of something. Of something, of some kind of knowledgeable... Uh, the internet really fact. put those guys out of business, hey? Fuck you guys. <laughs> but something about that was so cool, though. I remember I had a bunch of encyclopedias. Um, I think I, I still have them upstairs. Um, never, haven't opened them in years and years and years. <laughs> but there was something about like looking something up in a book. I still remember having to do that. It's quite satisfying. Yeah, I remember having to do that in middle school, yeah. I still remember, like, I think I was doing, um, like, science homework at home. I think it was, like, chemistry or physics or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a word in there, like, some kind of uh, uh, chemical process that I just didn't understand because mm-hmm. I wasn't listening in class and it sure. appeared in the homework. And I didn't know what it was. I went upstairs to the encyclopedias. I looked around for, like, the chemistry encyclopedia because they went by topics. And then I looked around and, oh, what is titration i think i was looking at titration and, and it had like a proper like you know good like seven centimeter long um article on titration and i learned a lot about it just there you from go no i remember the last like the very last time i did uh, a whole school project like an essay without the internet and without computer so i hand wrote it what year was this this was i was in seventh grade to to 1990 whatever 
before before the internet was the internet it was it was like it was pretty sm- i i remember because i was like i was like oh you know what it was i had just moved to the philippines and i hadn't really um philippines had no internet till yeah, 2012 it <laughs> no i hadn't settled in yet so i didn't have internet so oh so everyone else in my class you know uh used the computers and stuff and a lot of them copy and pasted like fucking uh. cheaters because that wasn't really cracked down on yet but no i was like i hand wrote mine and i went through books to research all this stuff on marcus brutus or some roman person some Roman person. Some Italian dude. <laughs> yeah. And good that was times, the last man. time I ever not used the internet for something. <laughs> good times, man. That was good times. Alrighty, let's get to the news. Speaking of good times. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, wall on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist rants, tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Alrighty, in the news this week. Okay, so the story I want to lead with, um, speaking about the internet and weird, you know, just social media being social media, <laughs> um, Snapchat has updated its terms of use. Oh, wow. This yeah. is big news. I, I, okay, it's, it might not be huge to you because you're not a, a user of this. This is true. The, the Snapchats. I'm not but, a Snapchatter. Um... I think Snapchat has become like quite a giant in the social media world. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it kind of started out small, kind of being a bit um, obscure, kind of like a sexting app because it's just you know you you send a picture and it disappears right immediately. Um, it was founded in 2011 because I remember downloading it when it came out and just being like, "This is useless. I don't need this. <laughs> like this is completely pointless." Mm-hmm. And then I got back into it two years later when they started adding tons of features. Like, oh, there's you can have a story. Um, there's like um, there's like a discover page where you can like where like major companies and news sites will have their own page that you can watch videos on and it became like a proper like piece of social media and if anything it became the new casual you know because facebook instagram those have become a bit too public Mm -hmm. and to post something on either one feels like a you need to represent yourself as opposed to Snapchat. You can just, you know, Oh, my shoe looks funny today. I'm going to take a picture of it and, and <laughs> post it. Cause it disappears. It's so ephemeral, you know? Um, anyway, Snapchat updated is terms of use and I will read, um, some highlights cause okay. this term of use has people kind of scared. And, um, Cal Penn was actually the one that kicks, um, kickstarted this whole, whole, um, debacle off. Cause he tweeted, um, a picture of their of an article in terms of use and said some scary stuff in there kids you better read up so Calpen is kumar yes also the guy who left the tv show house to become a white house person yes anyway okay so yeah what do, what, what do we got what do we got okay so terms of use the thing that nobody reads here's what it says many of our services let you create upload post send receive and store content when you do that you retain whatever ownerships right in that content you had to begin with but you grant Snapchat a worldwide, perpetual, royalty-free, sublicenable, and transferable license to host, store, use, display, reproduce, modify, adapt, edit, publish, create derivative works from, publicly reform, oh broadcast, God. distribute, syndicate, promote, exhibit, and publicly display that content in any form and in any and all media or distribution methods now so, known or later developed. So basically, we own your shit forever, is what they're saying. Yeah, and I think what people are kind of scared of is that 
because Snapchat is so casual, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as finely curated as your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts. Because I remember um, Instagram uh, had a similar um, uh, controversy when they updated the terms of use. But Snapchat is like, it started out as the sexting app, you know, and yeah. people still use it for that. People still use it to send very intimate pictures to very specific people because hmm. it's not a open social network. It's almost like private messaging. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because like, yeah. it doesn't have like a... Uh, the equivalent of like a homepage or something. It's just messages from yeah. to to from people, right? Well, I mean, they they now have sort of an equivalent of a homepage. They have that social social sure. social aspect to it, where you know it's more for like they stream live events through it, and you can see um, different live events through perspectives of different people. It's quite cool, hmm. but. At its core, it's still a private messaging system because you can text people through it. You can send images to just one person. And Snapchat is implying through this terms of use that they own those things and they have the rights to broadcast it. That's crazy. So that's the part that have got people a little bit scared and a little bit iffy. Um, I believe they might um, post a revised edition of this soon enough, um, you know, because it's causing a bit of a stir. But for now, because yeah, the implied notion is that these private messages are somehow being stored somewhere on like the big Snapchat server. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but it says over here, I'll continue a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To the extent it's necessary, you also grant Snapchat and our business partners the unrestricted worldwide perpetual right and license to use your name, likeness, and voice in any and all media and distribution channels, now known or later developed, in connection with any live story or other crowdsourced content you create, upload, yeah. post, send, or appear in. Right. So basically they're saying we can do commercials using your stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. Um, but, okay, if there's any silver lining that people have seen in this terms of use is that they have actually been quite honest. Um, yeah. They they were quite straight up with it and they did not use any legalese, you know, in yeah. this um, terms of use. They weren't super technical and they didn't want people to not read it. They were quite casual in their language because they wanted people to make sure that they were aware of what they yeah. were signing up for. But I wonder what, what, what the point is. Like, what do they want to do with your stuff? Do they even know what they want to do with your stuff? Or do they like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Cal Penn's like the Snowden of Snapchat. <laughs> well, I mean, he just he just happened to be the one guy that read it. <laughs> right. The one guy. <laughs> no one reads that shit. Every okay. time I update my iTunes, they're like, oh, we've updated our terms of agreement. Don't give a shit. Click, click, click. That was like the premise of the South Park episode, um, Human Sentipad. <laughs> Did you ever watch that no, one? No, no. So what was that about? Um, it's basically um, when you agree to the terms of the iTunes agreement, you um, let Apple... Uh, sew your mouth to a human, another human's butthole and the form human a human centipede. Human sent iPad. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's yeah, like, crazy. and everyone in the show is like, you didn't read it? Everyone reads it. I'm like, it's amazing. No one reads those things. No one reads that Bob shit. Snapchat's like, damn it, there's Calpin. There's the one. Son yeah. of a bitch. Maybe, maybe they're, they're slowly working towards having the world's largest database of dick pics. Yeah. Mm. Someone's got to have it. Snapchode.com. Hey. <laughs> Is that is that site taken? Snapchat.com? I will look it up. If not, we're going to camp on it. We're going to camp on it. We're going to buy it for $5 and sell it for $5 million. Snapchat.com. <laughs> Let's buy it up. Right for the picking. What about Snatchchode? Snatchchode? No, but see, that's dilution of branding. That's too much, too much. Yeah, too much. Anyway, that that's in the news. Uh, so all you Snapchatters out there, be careful. Stop sending those dick pictures. Stop sending those... Titty thumbnails and pussy pics. Yeah. And ass. 
Acigrams. Acigrams. Anyway. Anyway. Don't do that, kids. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, so we got into it a little bit last week. Did we have more to talk about this City Harvest Church situation? Yes. Because we were rushing through last week. Yes. We did cover the general facts, though, but... Yeah. should get into it. So, broad strokes of this story, City Harvest Church, um, they were recently found guilty after a very long-drawn trial of fraud because they misused church funds that were donated um, in goodwill by the people and, uh, what do you call them, like, churchgoers yeah. of City Harvest. And they were repurposed for things like um, uh, airplane tickets, uh, renting out mansions, uh, paying for music videos. Wyclef John. Wyclef John. <laughs> and funding a questionable music career. Um, and this was a bit of a stir. This caused a bit of a stir about three, four years ago. Maybe longer. I can't remember. But yeah, recently they... Um, a bu- a s- Six, six members of the church have been found guilty and are facing the penalties. And John and I spoke about it for a while last week, but I want to get into, I mean, the story is a story. I'm sure most of you know, are aware of what's happening, but what I want to get into is like, how did it get to this point in the first place that you would allow such characters, such people um, that are clearly not practicing what other people conceive as Christian values right. to be leaders in your church. Right, right, right. Like, well, well, before we get into it, let's, let's not discount the people, our listeners who are not from Singapore who might not be that yeah, aware with yeah, it. But, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's basically it. But I was, I want to say that because this isn't, I mean, this is the latest and probably the at the moment the most um, hyped up scandal. But this happens everywhere in the world. Yeah. Mega yeah. churches doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your Tele- question is, how did it get to this? Televangelist. Yeah. Yeah, like, like how do these things happen? Like, not just in Singapore, but as you said, like, televangelists all around the world, they have people that just ask for money and people don't question. They don't question what it's used for. It's just that it's under the guise of it's going to make God happy. Mm. It's going to make the church prosper. It's going to make your life better if you donate X amount to me. And like, the power of religion is able to push people to just not question. Yeah. And I guess, okay, I guess that comes down to a thing about faith, you Mm. know? Like, because when it comes down to churches or any kind of religion, not just Christianity, to have faith in something is to not question it and to just assume that it's always there, to assume that it exists. Yeah, but you have... You, obviously, you can have faith in people, but the faith they talk about is faith in the existence of a, of a, of a higher being. being. Yes, yes, yes. And afterlife, things like that. But but I'm saying if when you have that deep-rooted faith into something, that when you have a uh, a figure that represents that something, yeah. you know, like a pastor, a speaker, whatever it is, because like they do take a higher position in churches. Like I, I, I currently attend church and they do take higher positions in church where like, you know, you look up to them, they lead mm-hmm. the meetings. They are the people that walk on stage and tell you stuff. Like they become almost like a herald or like a middleman sure. for, um, which is insert, what, insert which God's is name here. Basically their job. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so to become the middleman for no, whatever God it is. So I think people repurpose their faith towards them to some extent mm. because they're like oh if you're if you're talking on god's behalf like you can't be wrong yeah you know? i think that's kind of the rationale behind why these people get funds in the first place but it's also like look it's such a big part of their lives and something that brings them much joy and stability in life so yes. it's like it's only right for them to to ask for and to receive money yeah. speaking of which our patreon is coming <laughs> No, but it, it becomes a matter of like... Give us your money. It becomes a matter of... Because I've been to churches like this, and I and I don't go to a church that's, you know, a mega church. It's a smaller one. But I've been to churches like this. The people that go, they're not idiots. They're not stupid. They're not 
like uneducated. They clearly mm. have money to give, and this money comes from somewhere. It comes from hard work. It comes from being intelligent and being good at your job. But yeah, then, well, that's the thing. Where, where do you think they thought their money was going to go to? The betterment of the church, right? And yeah, wherever. Like, you know, to to renovate the, the bathroom or to have more parking spaces or things like that. Yeah. But uh, what was I, gonna, I, I wanted to just like ask, or maybe just pause it, like. What is it about religion that turns rational-minded human beings into? I'm trying to choose my words. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheep. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to choose stupid assholes. That's what I was going to think. Sheeple. No, but, I mean that's the thing. That's kind of like you know, they talk about the opiate of the masses and stuff, and it's hard. Like coming from someone like me who I don't have a big religious basis and it's like sometimes it is kind of lonely and like sometimes mortality the idea of mortality does scare me and stuff mm. so maybe if you have something that takes away some of those worries yeah don't don't get me wrong guys i really i i love is a strong word but i like religion i enjoy religion i think religion can be good i think um like i i myself i'm a christian i believe that People need something to believe in. It's just that, you know, the way I was raised, my family, we happen to believe in the Anglican Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, God, Holy Trinity, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, And that's because I I, I don't really have too many qualms with my own family's belief or my belief because we don't take it to too many extremes. Also, because at the very most, right, at the very most, and, and the best case scenario is that Yes, um, everything we believe in is true. We are granted a ticket to heaven. We're going to have an amazing afterlife. Nailed it. And bam, we did it. Um, But at its very least, you know, it offers um, something that the family can have in common, you know, like a a form of communion or um, even offer therapy to those that need it. Because, you know, the church or the temple or the... Um. Uh. What's the other word? Church, mosque, temple, synagogue. mosque, synagogue, whatever it is. Like the place of worship is a community. You know, there's people around you. You have something in common with. You understand the same scriptures. You think in similar ways. They can offer you a sense of communion, a sense of you morals, know, yeah, family, and it can offer you like a hand to hold in tough times. That's why I think religion can be great because religion can offer you a lot of things. But on the other hand, religion can also make smart men blind sure you know sure it can drive people with like millions and millions of dollars to just go like hey take half a million from me you know i don't care if it goes to making a a video about wine in china (laughs) china wine go for it okay with that in mind i want to bring up a couple things that i've read so since last week there's been some more articles written about it and what we have now is some people contributing like actual churchgoers so here's a couple quotes um, quote, I've been in this church for 22 years. Naturally, I'm disappointed with this judge, with the judgment, uh, referring to, I think, to the court judgment. Hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, let me start over. Just for clarity's sake. Quote, <laughs> I've been in this church for 22 years. Naturally, I'm disappointed with the judgment, but I believe the latter days will be better than the former days. I still believe in God and in his church. I believe in you, Pastor Kong, and the rest of the leadership. For me and my family, we will continue to grow in the church. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, this is another one I really like, or I find very fascinating. Uh, quote, uh, others said that God was, quote, bringing us in a higher state of maturity, unquote. And that, quote, over the last few years, my cell group doubled in size, so it shows that we are still doing the work of God, unquote. Yeah. The fuck is a cell group, man? Those are, those <laughs> are words you use for terrorist networks. <laughs> no, a cell group is 
pretty much just like a small group that you meet with um, on non-church going days sure. to either go through a message or read the Bible or, you know, just be together. I'm just um, saying the symbolism of <laughs> using the word cell is not very good. So, so John's a bit of a cynic, but coming from someone that went to things like this, that's why I totally understand because these small groups, that's kind of where the church becomes a deeper experience. Because if you just show up for like the big meetings, you know, there can be a lot of cynicism there because it's very easy to kind of uh, critique something that big and something so uh, <laughs> sure. flamboyant. It takes on its own kind of personality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to critique. But when it comes to the cell groups, <clears throat> sorry, that's kind of where churches um, of any kind uh, kind of um, – become more humanized because you meet with groups of like you know 10 12 people and you talk about stuff relating in relation to your religion and in relation to stuff that happened in your week so it's almost like meeting with a bunch of friends almost you know in the context of religion so i understand that you know that's where people find the most comfort yeah that's that's totally fine but again it's like yo they fucking misused your money yeah that's a thing okay so I, 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 so many things, so many things. Okay, I don't mind religion. I don't mind any kind of preaching. I don't mind people that have true beliefs and want to get it out there. You know, if they want to preach the gospel, if they want to spread the word about the the Quran or um, Hinduism, whatever it is, um, I don't mind that. I believe if you truly believe in something and you want people to join you in that belief. Um, in good spirits, if you want them to understand your point of view because you've been changed by it, I think that's a cool thing to try. I think, you know, uh, if people are open to that point of view, um, the world turns and you will have a nice little community. Mm -hmm. But, all these kinks, um, what I cannot stand is hypocrisy. You know, I don't like it when you have someone that stands up there, tells you how to live a life, tells you that their word is gospel, and then they go on and make a music video. Oh, God. Like, in a short little skirt, singing slightly out of tune. That's the part that bothers me arguably the most. And just so you know, having this like extremely non-Christian values that they want to represent. You know, like you can't, especially when you're so public, you can't really have these two faces to you because it becomes very confusing. It becomes a very confusing and strange message to the world, no? Because, mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I, like, I've admitted this before, but, like, yes, I am a Christian. My family is Christian. Um, I'm, I might not be the best representative for Christians. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, I am the Christian. Go to me. If you ever want to find out about stuff, like, check me out. Like, I'm not the go-to for that kind of stuff, and I will never claim to be because I don't think I am, like, the spokesperson for them. I'd never want to be because I don't quite live that life. Yeah. Um, I might, I, I, I try to live my life to meet that standard. You know, I think that's a good thing religion's for, but I might never quite meet that moral standard that I want to. Sure. You know, I still curse. I swear. I am, I, I tell lies every once in a while. I haven't killed a person yet. I got that yet. going for me yet. I, th- I think the slight, I think the most cynical angle that us atheists will take is that like, it's almost this, the elephant in the room is like, we feel that like, not to say we, because I don't speak for the whole community, but I think yeah. it's easy to extrapolate that notion that like atheists view religious people as almost like they need a crutch to survive in this life. Like mm-hmm. the, the idea of like mortality and the end of your life being nothing and the yeah. fact that there's nothing higher than us is makes us all feel very scared. But doesn't yeah. someone need, does, don't like, that's why I say, I think people need something to believe in. Like, isn't that, okay though 
Like, isn't that just like part of human life? Like, part of human life is just learning how to cope, learning how to um, understand your existence and cope with your own mortality. Yeah, but isn't I don't know? Is there a sense of enlightenment of like being like, okay, this is that's all that's left. That's all. That's all this existence is is this life on this earth at this time, um, and we should be good to each other just because that would make the world a nicer, better place. Well, I guess it just points. And to when you, when it's time to die, you, yeah. you, 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 it's you're done. Yeah. You're, well, I guess it just points to view then, because yeah. on, on on one point of view, it's like this is your allotted time on Earth. When you pass away, nothing else is going to happen. You leave behind nothing but your legacy. So be a good person, so that way you leave behind a good legacy. Then on the other hand, you know the religions, they'll be like, oh, live your life this way, be a good person, because when you die, that goodness will get you to another like level two of life, you know. <laughs> so you know they both hold similar sentiments, although the story might be a little bit different. But you know, people need different, like people believe in different things. They need different stories, you know, to meet the same conclusion. Yeah, but that's the thing is that you keep it's like it's like the idea of need. Do you need to need something like that? You know what I mean? It's like. I think it's okay to need. It's okay like to that. because this world is a very scary place. But yeah. it's like it's like it's like how I will never judge someone for seeing a therapist. Well, I'll never not, yeah. judge someone for going to a psychiatrist. You know, to just you know maybe have, uh, you know, just to find out more about themselves. I'll never mm. judge someone for having to go to an external um, source to seek solace because yeah. I think that's completely okay. Like, and that's kind of what religion offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you should be empathetic. You should be allow everyone everything despite what you're ideas are <laughs> but I, I think the most important thing though to take away from this whole thing is how wonderful this song is it really is you want to play this song let's play this song china wine he's yelling a lot it's the longest intro ever I I caught none of that. So millions of dollars went to this. So is she trying to be Jamaican? Yeah, reggae or like Haitian. She wants to be everybody. Whoa. Hey. Oh, so many butts. So many butts. I'm digging I'm digging the slow motion butts. Every music video needs like at least three slow motion butts. Oh wow. My life needs more Chinese slow motion butts. Not Chinese, but I just said that because I know what the song is. To be honest, this is my first time watching this video, like, right now. Really? I have never seen it. Yeah. I've heard, like, bits of it, but I've never bothered, like, really getting into it. Because I, I don't like upsetting myself like this. It's pretty upsetting. What is... Wow. Okay, make it stop, Nathan. Make it stop. Make okay, it stop. alright. That's... that's I, it's drawing me in, though. Something about the... Just like church. <laughs> I'm with that. Let's Thank stop you that. so much. So this is so interesting. So there, someone on Reddit, uh, the Singapore subreddit, put an AMA. I am an ex-member of City Harvest Church. Ask me anything. Uh, one of the questions is, how about that Sun Home music video, huh? And this is a funny answer. She goes, quote, haha, I can't tell you how hilarious it was to witness the reaction of church members when it was screened in church. Yes, during church service. Some people didn't know what to say or do at first. The rest didn't even think anything was wrong because it... Quote, she's doing God's work, what? Unquote. Mm, I was like, 
what are you seri- what are you serious people because just a few months earlier i'd been severely scolded for wearing shorts to a cell group meeting <laughs> yeah you read that right unquote i don't even know yeah i feel like everything we've just seen and heard from this music video you're not gonna find it anywhere in the bible so i, I don't even know that's that's where i that's where my thoughts about hypocrisy come in and just you know uh, it's a crap song I mean, yeah, I mean, but there's tons of crap songs, but this one is specifically just angering the backstory behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, something to almost, yeah, it's almost, <laughs> almost as upsetting. Nathan, bacon causes cancer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> In the news um, earlier last week and still just making its kind of waves in the industry of meat lovers, In processed words- meat causes cancer according to the world health organization who 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 the world health organization uh Um, in a report said that 50 grams of processed meat a day less than two slices of bacon increases the chance of colorectal cancer by 18 percent that sucks (laughs) see like with all these scientific studies coming out like almost every other week i am convinced by the year 2050 like, the only thing you are allowed to eat is, like, some kind of medically processed dirt <laughs> and Evian. That will be the diet of humans in 2050 if you want to live till you're 80, you know? But, if, but like, every it just seems like everything causes cancer now. Yep. Like, everything. Oh, like, this toothpaste causes cancer. Bacon causes cancer. Cell phones cause cancer. Holding a stick causes cancer. Oh, if you're sticks. If you're too near to your cat, you might get cancer. Like... You know what makes me wonder, like, before, like, real, like, medical um, technology and science came along, like, is cancer on the rise, or did people just not know what cancer was before? Surely it's on the rise, I mean, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, that's, and, that is inarguable, only because... Okay, if anything... Pro- okay, define processed meat. So, like, so they're talking about bacon, sausage, ham, anything that has to be going through a process to develop it into the food. Spam. Spam is the most, yeah, the king of processed meat. For Hawaiians. Oh, jeez. But like, okay, so I forgot what I was going to say. My train of thought just like crashed. That train has left the station without me. It's because the idea of not having spam and bacon upsets you so much. But it's, I I'm, I'm devastated. I, I, I cannot think. Anyway, yeah, I remember what I was going to say now. Um, the rise of cancer is inevitable because as we go on as a human race, uh, the population gets bigger, demand grows, so supply needs to grow, and sometimes they cannot meet that supply, so they will try meet, get it at. Eh. Yeah, but they cannot meet that supply, so they're going to try compensate by fluffing up the supply. Um, with the chemicals and yeah, carcinogens, the carcinogens that we're saying. the carcinogens, the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's pretty well documented that, like, factory farms are now a thing. Like, the farms mm, sure, of old... Like, you know, if you think farms nowadays, that you think, that oh, like roosters and old McDonald, and there's a cow slowly walking across a field preparing to be your dinner. No. Farms like that do exist, but very, very far and few between. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty much just cooped up in little metal boxes and being pumped up with antibiotics being pumped up with all that artificial food mm-hmm. to make sure they grow super fat and super sellable meat. It might not be humane, but it sure is delicious. But that's an interesting idea. It's like it that stuff is only necessary because population's been booming over the past couple of generations, you know? Yes. 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe that is going to change、mm. because they had they had to come up with a solution to meet a necessity. Sure, you know. And now that they have a solution that creates cheaper product for the masses, and they kind of have to, you know, spend less because they've already done the research. They've done the R and D. They have this chemical that is able to make our chickens fatter <laughs> and produce like. Twenty percent more nuggets in a box, kind of thing, from one chicken.、Mm-hmm. So, because they've found that solution, they're not going to go backwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even if the population plateaus at some point, like it's only going to get worse. So, they're always going to try find ways to push the boundaries of what is、sure. real food. And like you know, they can always try to make it healthier and everything. But I think this this is kind of a nice example of like exactly how the system should work. Scientists should do their best to prove what's true scientifically, and then people then have a choice.、Mm-hmm. Like, for example, smoking. Like the dangers of smoking are very, very well known. Doesn't mean you ban it. It's、yeah. just people now have a choice. They have autonomy. Speaking of smoking, though, there's another uh, hi- uh, headline:、uh, smoking increases the risk of lung cancer by two thousand five hundred percent. Fair enough. That's to put in perspective the risk of bacon raising your colorectal cancer chances to eighteen percent. It's like. You know, <laughs> my thing is that I will always eat bacon because bacon is delicious. Bacon is delicious. Bacon Sausages is the are the best. F- fucking bratwurst. Oh my god! Forget about it. You can't do worse than a bratwurst. That's not right. You can't do better than a bratwurst. What about a bacon wrapped bratwurst? <gasps>、uh, see, like I tried going vegetarian for a few months when I was in the army for what no a, particular reason. What a dick. Yeah, no, like no particular reason. It was just kind of like, yeah, let's try it. And I was honestly quite successful. I never really craved meat,、mm-hmm. I, but I was just very upset with vegetarian food. <laughs> like I was never like, oh, I really want a steak. I really want a sausage. It would just be like, oh, this is、so、really sick of this goddamn tofu. It's really bad. Well, not so much sick. It's just like it wasn't very good.、Right. Army was a bad place to opt for vegetarian meals because half the time they just serve you mock meat or sausages that you can play with like Play-Doh. <laughs> It's, it was bad. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm sure right now all your vegan friends, all your vegetarian friends, are just going like, "Ha ha! Told you guys, eating meat's bad. It's not just murder, but you're gonna die too." Ha ha ha! Told you, you smug little bastards. Because guess what else the WHO found out? Guess what, John? Guess what? 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 Being a vegan is stupid for dumb people. No. Well, a study of both meat and vegetarian hot dogs showed that they contained unadvertised ingredients, <gasps> including. Human DNA. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> Clean Food Labs, a food analytics startup, found that ten percent of vegetarian hot dogs contains meat. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> so ten percent of you vegetarians out there suck it. Wait, so how does it get You're in there? You're going from- down with us <laughs> from the people handling it. Is that what where it comes? Yeah,、from? I'm guessing the human DNA comes from either hair, fingernails. Chopped off fingers. Oh my god! Maybe like a like a lot like a botched circumcision, a third nipple. Some skin.、Oh, no. I don't know. It can come from tons of places, but there have been traces of human DNA found, according to Clean Food Labs, and they analyze foods、It's、that you the, find in the commercial the things market. Things you don't want to know about, right? Yeah. yeah. But hey, man! Like us vegetarians, we're already there. So some human DNA、eh, just slide it on over. <laughs> but yeah, poor vegetarians. Do you think vegans don't swallow? Hmm. <laughs> It is an organic product. Yeah. Oh, it's voluntarily given, I guess. Also. Yeah. But that's like humanely produced. Millions of little organisms. It's humanely produced. It is.、Um, it's fun to produce. Yes. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> self-sourced. 
you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, gosh. All right, so that was what was in the news this week. Woo! Alrighty. Um, so I'm never touching a supermarket sausage again. I probably still I'm will. also not going to buy any more hot dogs from the sausage. Oh, I just want to eat it. It's so delicious. <laughs> Processed food. So good. I was very proud of that joke. I think John missed it. Sorry, I didn't miss it. What'd you say? <laughs> Sorry, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to buy any supermarket. I'm not going to touch any more supermarket sausage. I'm also not going to buy any more hot dogs. Uh, penis. <laughs> Employees' penises. Back in the back alleys of the refrigerator. Yeah, get mm. it. <laughs> I feel bad for explaining that joke now. Yeah, you just, should. It just, it just, it just diminished its quality. Yeah, entirely. that's. I guess that's my fault. Not being on the ball. Yeah. Unlike you were with that supermarket dude. <laughs> hey. Alrighty, so let's finish this bitch up with some favorite thing. Favorite things. Favorite things. Nathan, it's just Halloween was just a couple days ago and yeah. no more scary stuff. With I can't take it anymore. Oh, too much scary. So no more tricking. How about some treats? Nathan, what is your favorite candy bar? Oh, I love this question. Yay. So candy bars. Candy bars are the things that you get in the grocery store, the petrol station, the supermarket when you just want to be terrible to yourself. You're, just, you're hungry, but you don't want a sandwich. You just want something that's going to make you happy for about two minutes. And then like an hour later, you're going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because it's, my I mean. It hurts a little bit now. And it's also like, you don't get it to like quench your hunger, right? To, to, sati- to satiate you. It's like, it's almost a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want the delicious flavor in my body. Sometimes I'll get it for hunger purposes. Really? It'll be like, I'm hungry, but dinner's in two hours. And I don't want to get like a packet of biscuits. Fair enough. So I'm going to get some chocolate, you know, some good little Uh, candy bars. Um, Okay. So my favorite candy bar, hands down, like no questions asked, Twix. 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 You want standard caramel? Um, Yeah. The original Twix. No funny peanut butter nonsense in there. No dark chocolate, nothing. Just standard milk chocolate, caramel, and a biscuit finger. I love that shit. I love putting that biscuit finger in my mouth. And, like, the best part of Twix is that, like, when you eat one, there's another one waiting for you. It's got backup. It's got backup. It's like like a little surprise. It's waiting for you. It's like, wow, I love it so much. And, like, fun fact, but in the U.S., they have, like, a larger packet of Twix with four sticks in it. Oh. But the four sticks were, like, um, maybe 70% size of the original. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there was an equivalent of, like, 2.8 bars in there, but evenly split into four. It's so American. It's amazing. I loved it. Twix. I love it so much. Twix, Twix, Twix. Twix would get me through a day, man. Like yeah. I would buy it because I, I lived above a grocery store in mm-hmm. Boston. I would get it in the morning. I feel disgusting now, but I would get it in the morning, <laughs> have like one quarter of it on the way to school, have another quarter for lunch, mm-hmm. and then save the two for the night when I'm, I'm like chilling. That's cool. That's lovely. A little routine there. I dig it. I, I mean, it didn't it. happen every day, but you know, it's like a little treat. Here's the thing with Twix, though. It's like, it's so temperature sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, that it's gotta is, be. But most candy bars are. Yeah, I guess. But Twix seems particularly susceptible. Like, if you leave it on the heat, it like melts and combines into one yeah, ugly yeah, ass yeah, Franken yeah, yeah, candy yeah. bar. Because there is a pretty thin layer of chocolate there. Mm-hmm, exactly. But when you bite into that biscuit, man, because it's like, like, I love it when it's like salty and chocolatey. Just like your men? 
just like my men. I love my <laughs> men, sweaty and chocolatey. Um, but it, it's it's it, oh, it's, I'm just thinking about it. I want one right now. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Like just like the salty biscuit with like that salty caramel and the sweet chocolate, and uh, it just comes it is a wonderful ca- combination. And now that I think about it, it's actually very similar to mine. What is yours? Because ironically, hungry, grab a Snickers. That's my favorite. Ooh, which is a, a Twix bar, but with peanuts, right? No, there's like, no biscuit. Okay, there's it's a, a nougat. It's a nougat, which is like chewier, I guess, than a, the biscuit in a Twix. They're extremely different things, John. Oh, candy bars are the same. They're all a combination of chocolate with some stuff inside. But what is nougat? It's like soft. It's like chewy pillowy. biscuit. It's not a biscuit. It's like pillowy sugar. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's made from sugar. No, it's not made. I'm fuck. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. What is a nougat? Define nougat for See, us, John. Nougat is a family of confections made with sugar or... Shut up. Roasted <laughs> nuts, whipped egg whites, and sometimes candied fruit. Whipped egg whites. So, yeah, it's fluffy, pillowy sugar. But this it's, is like it's traditional... Like, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a half-whipped meringue. It's like an unhardened meringue. Yeah, almost. I feel like that's how it is in the in Europe, though. But, like, if you, you know, have a Snickers, it doesn't... It's, like... It's pretty pillowy. It's just delicious. I love it so much. Like, the it's the best texture of all the candy bars, in my mm. opinion. I'll be completely honest, not a fan of Snickers. Oh, you're so wrong about that. Not a fan of Snickers. Like, every once in a while, I'll get one just because it'll be like, oh, I'm particularly hungry. And it says, hungry? Grab a Snickers. All right, slogan, you sold me. Worked on you. Let's try it. (laughs) And I'll try the Snickers, and it's just kind of like, it's all right. I think it's it's something about nuts and candy bars that I'm a little bit turned off with. Really? Why is that? I I really don't know. I just don't like nuts in bar form. Mm. Yeah. I like my nuts in a cluster. Whenever my nuts come in a bar, I don't put my mouth anywhere near it. Right, fair enough. Yeah, you don't like, want it. You want it like um, in a sack. Uh, yeah, the the nuts have to be in a sack, either um, uh, solitary, just mm-hmm. kind of nuts alone, mm-hmm. or maybe like chocolate covered almonds. Yeah, down for that. Yep. Or um, have you ever heard of C's Candy Store? No, what's that? C's Candy Store. It's like a candy store from the U.S., but they have a bunch around asia mm-hmm. um they have like these dark chocolate almond mounds oh my god that uh they're amazing i just don't like my nuts in bar form man fair enough dude no don't, no, no, don't no. know why huh can't explain it god i really want a snickers right maybe now. maybe it's something about like, the phallic nature of a bar and like nuts in it i'm just like no don't put your nuts in my mouth i don't <laughs> want it eh, it's too sweet so this is like this is your uh, version of Ben's uh, fish rape. You got raped by a candy bar. <laughs> that would happen. Turned Probably. you off for nuts forever. The nuts make it rough in the butt. Oh no! I'm gonna say if you get if you get the whole thing in there and the nuts, I don't oh. know if you're doing something right or something wrong. See, John, why do so many of our episodes end in this way? <laughs> Testicle humor. We were doing know. so well, having like proper conversations about the <laughs> ethics of religion and like the safety of food standards. And uh, well, we just have to. We need to give them everything. We need the facts and the voices and the poor accents. And you need to meet esteem. Really, this is all for Janine. Really, this is why That's iTunes took us off the front page. Like they they left all the educational too much shit ball up there. talk. Yeah, they left all the educational shit up there. But they like they, these guys too much sack talk. Hey man, no man, we were in the new and notable. We're still notable. We're just not new anymore. We've been around for 24 episodes. That is true. That's, that's 24 episodes great. and you guys have stuck around for every single one. Yeah. Thank you very much for telling a friend, for sharing this show, for contributing to us and just being an amazing, amazingly good hang. 
Um, do look out for um, the next episode of Inch Chua. We yeah. had a wonderful interview with her. Yeah, that was. I think that would be my favorite episode in a long time. That was, she was great. She was wonderful to have in the studio. Yeah, so much fun. Um, and uh, keep an eye out for a Patreon coming up pretty soon. We talked about it about two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, John is going to be away uh, yeah, yeah. from Tuesday onwards. He's taking a little trip to China. Oh, yes. I don't go to China. I don't know. I'm gonna let that pass. Yeah, he's going on a trip to China, and um, yeah, dude, all the best. Thank Have fun. You. Stay safe. Don't eat the weird meat. Ugh. Do you hear I, about? Do you hear about the China meat thing? No, I haven't. I'm, I've been terribly poor with my research about what, this China trip. I'm just kind of just letting it happen. They, it's an improvised trip, and it's for improv. So I think I've just you know. They found like three hundred million dollars worth of meat in like um, illegal freezers that were like decades old and, and they were still selling it going to china anymore and on that note <laughs> see you guys i'll see you guys soon have a nice week bye bye will you see them though after you eat that shit meat yeah bye Hi. and no one likes chubby filipino boys